Hello, everybody, and welcome to part two, part deux, of the Jennies. Uh, we are still at it. Uh, I am once again joined by my friends, uh, Ross Orlando. Hey. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was, I was wondering if that was just my end. To <laughs> say hello. Did, 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 can you hear me? I can now. Oh, yeah. I said, I said, hey. Oh, it must have been a Discord thing. Yep. Uh, I've got it's Nat, kind of whose happening. last name will not be named. There we go, you know. It's a Nestor, it Nat, the, Nat the Nest Thermostat. It doesn't matter. I was having this conversation earlier on Twitter. I'm, I might I might have to change my last name anyway, so it's not even worth knowing. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to abandon these slave owner ties. You wow. feel me? Okay. Uh, a point of reference, we are recording this wasn't expecting it to go. on <laughs> the, the day after the U.S. presidential election while we're still waiting for results. Yeah, so uh, are, are we going to go crazy if it gets locked in? Are we going to talk about it here? Uh, at least I'll, I'll go a little crazy. We'll see. Well, let's, we'll see. I mean, okay. we can so make references if, the if, whole if last happens, one. So. We, we will mention it in this podcast if it happens. Sure. sure, uh, sure. As of yet, no definitive I, results. Uh, I, I, the man I, in blue is close. I have the. I'm watching live coverage on my second monitor right now. So as am I. <laughs> Which is why last time it took me so long to flip between back to the <laughs> thing because I just was glued to. And it. also like, joining oh. us once again, a nerd named Mark. Woo! I was sitting here waiting for my introduction. I'm like, guys, you guys are interrupting <laughs> and delaying the inevitable. But anyone who no, has man. seen me play online, no, you see, and, you needed the applause because no, we did you dirty the first time around. You got yours. Shh. <laughs> Now, as I was saying, I, was I will not be interrupted place. this time. I will not be interrupted this time. No. Anyone who to part one, got interrupted a bit. It's not happening. I get my two minutes. Thank you, moderator. <laughs> as I was saying, anyone who has faced me online in Dragon Ball Card Warriors knows my new title is The World's Dad. That is actually my title in the game. I am the world's dad now. And All that right. concludes our coverage of the Jennies. Thanks for joining You're us. Thank welcome. you, everybody, for being here. Uh, game of the <laughs> yeah. Generation, uh, that card game. Stay classy, San Diego. Fuck you. Can we go get ice cream, Dad? <laughs> no. Okay, so just to... <laughs> Uh, I know we recapped at the end of last episode, but in case you're listening to this, you know, a couple days later or something, uh, to recap, we covered the categories with winners as follows. Uh, most underrated slash underappreciated game, Titanfall 2. Best remaster, Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age. Best remake, Resident Evil 2. Biggest letdown, Mirror's Edge Catalyst. It burns Nat and Ross every time they just hear the name. Uh, biggest surprise, Dying Light. Comeback of the Generation, No Man's Sky. Best Expansion slash Add-on, The Witcher 3 Blood and Wine. Best Live Service Game slash Franchise, Destiny. Best Reboot, God of War. Today, we will be starting with Best New IP. This is a new intellectual property brought... Uh, oh, you know what? That reminds me. I meant to add Live Service Game. I meant to add Overwatch to that, and I don't think it would have changed anything. But um, that was something I forgot to add to that. Um, that would have been nobody nominated Fall it, it, Guys, it, it, the sleeper it, it pick. Probably would have gotten my vote. Yeah, that <laughs> would have gotten got my vote, vote too. Oh. Do we need to correct that? Like, Especially because it no, actually what? is fun on the Switch. No, okay, no. all right, we're leaving. Let's move on. All right. 
Um, I, my apologies for forgetting to add that, but I wasn't the only one, so we're equally responsible. Um, best new IP is the new intellectual property introduced this generation uh, that we think is the best and probably has the most promising future. They are listed as follows. Bloodborne, Days Gone, Horizon Zero Dawn, Ghosts or Ghost of Tsushima, Overwatch, Apex Legends, PUBG, Fortnite, <laughs> Destiny, Tom Clancy's The Division, Dying Light, and Greedfall. Uh, a, a, a recent edition. Uh, if you missed last episode, you should really go back and listen to that, and you will understand oh the significance of the edition. I just want to say that's the Kanye West of this category. He has no chance of winning, but, you know, he's just happy to be here. And it's also you know, a joke, gonna, and no one really takes it seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that that's the subtitle to Nat's biogra- biography. Nat. <laughs> no, I forgot the joke. Keep going. He's, he's just happy to be uh, here. I guess um, I'll start, because I never got to start a category yet. And it also means I won't be interrupted. Nat. So, right off the bat, Greedfall. Um, if we're doing a category We're not talking about Greedfall. It's not going to win. IP, yeah, that would be it. Um, honestly... Uh, it's right off the bat. I kind of want to eliminate the battle royale games because even though they're they're when I think of a new IP, I think of a new franchise, like a a new world and story that's going to continue. Whereas like you know, Days Gone, I could see getting a sequel, and Horizon Zero Dawn obviously is, and you know, goes. And we just don't have to pick. We just yeah. don't have to pick the BR. I so, wanna I wanna uh, no, make an amendment go. to that. No. <laughs> See? Yeah, because if you're going to eliminate stuff, I just want to say one. I just want to say one at game we shouldn't we shouldn't eliminate is Apex. Thought you were going to say Greedfall. We should not eliminate Apex. Right off the bat, I played a majority of these, and I think they're all great in their own. Like Ghost of Tsushima is great. Horizon Zero Dawn. I look forward to this franchise of multiple games, but I'm going to shock everybody, and I'm actually going to vote Destiny. Just because, on paper, you look at the first game, it had a good story, and it fell kind of short with content and how it worked, but Destiny 2, like I said, I played it when it came out, when it was mainly story only, and I enjoyed it, and then they took it away, and like I haven't gone back, but one of the things that I do plan on, like why I want to play it again, is I do want to play through the story stuff of it. I do not care about the multiplayer and all that other stuff. I actually, that world that they built has a lot of lore to it like with destiny the issues with the first game they didn't have you had to read the grimoires either online or this and that a lot of stuff wasn't like in the game itself they cut a lot of stuff out but i found myself on my phone on the subreddit reading these lore posts watching youtube videos about it so as much as i crap on the dlc how it works i will say from a story world standpoint the lore they built bungie built a universe that from a story standpoint i care about i just the gameplay is what's been kind of taking me out of it and waiting for it to, you know, be on Game Pass. So, I vote for Destiny. Wow. I know we're all quiet because okay. sh- we're all shocked. <laughs> yeah, Nat, no. Nat why, don't, why don't you go? Well, so, there. I think every game on here is cool. I do think out of all of these, there's only two games that have sequels as so far. Which is Destiny and uh, what you call it, uh, Division, are the only ones with active sequels. Because uh, Greedfall, I mean not Greedfall, Dying Light has a sequel coming out, but it's not out yet. So, you know, 
can't technically count that. I guess. I guess. I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Long right? story less long. I that those are my two picks. Actually, is Overwatch and Horizon, but I'm leaning more That's towards right, Horizon. I'm just Overwatch infatuated. And Overwatch yeah, and Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. I am it's... leaning more towards Horizon Zero Dawn because I'm infatuated with that world, but I am in love with the characters of Overwatch, even though I kind of fell out of love with the game as it progressed. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Nat, I'm actually 100% with you for both your choices. Um, uh, Overwatch, I think that world is so vibrant and full of potential that if they ever did do uh, like a single player game, I'd be all over it. And for the, I put more time to Overwatch than probably almost any other multiplayer game this generation. Man, it was, it was a lot of fun. I love booping people off the edge with Lucio. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, even though I didn't like the gameplay a ton in Horizon, I thought the world and the story and the lore was just absolutely fascinating. And I was enthralled by it from beginning to end, how the world became the way it was. And, uh, it's the, the superior Lance Reddick game on, on the list. I'd, I'd go out on a limb and say. So Horizon's my pick. Horizon was kind of towards the top of my list too. Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> sounds gonna, like this sounds happen? like we have a winner. <laughs> is this Horizon happen? was kind of up there. Horizon's <laughs> one of my big regrets, uh, honestly. In 2017, like I gave, uh, you know, it, it was my vote to swing it for um, Breath of the Wild for Game of the Year, mm-hmm. and one I regret not nominating um, Near Automata. Two. Sure. I regret not standing my ground on Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Horizon Breath of the Wild is still a better I, I, game, I didn't give it, but Horizon has a great story. I didn't give it the fair shot, and I think it, it, we, we could be having a very different conversation. <sighs> I love Horizon Zero Dawn. I fucking love it. That's probably, like, that and Days Gone are probably two of the best times I've had playing a game this generation. Um, <clears throat> just in terms of, like, I you know, I don't want to put it down. Like, they were games that, like... I looked forward to playing every day. Like I made time for them. Uh, you know, like it, it, in the last, like, you know, the, the, the games I have made time for, you know, like away from like destiny and stuff like that are probably persona five horizon days gone and fire emblem on switch. Those are the four games that like, I remember going out of my way and just saying, I'm going to make time for these games. Um, that I, 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 that I wouldn't otherwise do. Like they were games, like I woke up early before work to play Days Gone, you know, and I, 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 I stayed up late to play Horizon Zero Dawn, you know? So that, that, you know, and and of course Destiny, you know, Destiny is just the game I play, you know? Um, and I, I really enjoy Destiny and in many ways Destiny might be my favorite game of the generation, in some ways but if you're talking brand new IP I feel like Horizon struck a chord that Destiny doesn't because of the nature of Destiny wow I actually sounds like we have I agree I couldn't just pick Horizon because I'm biased because one do you know how many video games come out on February 28th which by the way is my birthday (laughs) none you know what came out on my birthday Horizon Zero Dawn 
Well, then it wins. <laughs> yeah. It, because it came out on Mark's birthday. Yeah, because it was, that's what, like, Destiny was just edged a, slightly above it just because of how much time I and spent I actually you. reading the lore. But also, Horizon had some great tie-ins. Ross, I know you dabble in comics. Have you read the Horizon Zero Dawn comics yet? No, I have not. Oh, I've uh, seen them and I rarely get them. But. Do video game comic books like, tie in well to it? I would say probably at this point, wait for the trade to come out for it so you can save yourself some money than trying to hunt down all the issues because it wasn't mass produced. But it's actually. Who's the, who's the publisher? I believe it's Dark Horse. Is it Dark Horse? It's Dark, Dark Horse. Dark Horse yeah, gets a majority yeah. of the video game IPs. Of video game stuff. Yeah, because yeah. they've also been doing the Life is Strange comic series. Which mm-hmm. has been spanning like the first and second games and before the first game, and they just release them in four issue or five issue arcs every once in a while. They'll release them, and they're oh. like on five different stories now. But the Rise of Zero Dawn comic is really good, and some of it hints at where the sequel is going to be. But oh, nice! I definitely agree. Like it was tough between Destiny and Horizon Zero Dawn just because they both set up really good worlds and lore but there's just so much to read on destiny especially from like the grimoires from the first game that like i found myself spending more time reading the lore stuff on my phone or on reddit than it was actually like playing the game i think right. destiny de- like 100 percent. i think destiny has a more expansive lore than horizon like destiny has hundreds of years of history across multiple races across the universe and there's no denying that like destiny is a class in its own in terms of world building um it's just i I think horizon is more immediately revealing and approachable in terms of like i want to get i want to become immediately enthralled in this world Horizon is much more welcoming for that. Oh yeah, because you don't have to go you know, somewhere else to get the rest of the lore. It's right in the combined game. Combined with just like the gameplay and just like the 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 design and everything, like it it took a novel concept and made it feel special. You know, it was like you know on its surface, it's another post apocalyptic game, but then you start adding robot dinosaurs and suddenly you've got something, and then you add a really good story and you got something else, and then you've got this crazy like you know, futuristic Mass Effect-looking production facility thing, and it's just like, what is this game? I and love it. Ashley Birch. Yeah. I was also yeah. Going to out, it's one of the few times... So it was in that part of the this Jennies where we were getting, like, really good, strong, female-led video games. Like, you have mm-hmm. Horizon, Nier Automata, uh, even the Tomb Raider remake and reboot. Like, And I was just like, okay, I see, like, this is actually really good. But also robot dinosaurs. I like Dinobots, so instantly I was like, yeah. Listen, let's just be real. Robot dinosaurs Robot Grimlock. dinosaurs are the hook. Alo is what keeps you there, though. Aloy is what keeps you there. Yeah. Uh, so, guys, can I give a sidebar? Uh, I, I just drew a blank. And, uh, Dark Horse is also publishing the Cyberpunk 2077 comic book, oh, and yeah. all of them are available on Comicology. As somebody who likes to read comic books digitally, they're all available there. Oh, nice. So, you know, just cool. Just heads up. Yeah. It, it, uh, on on a side side note, Mark, have you read the Witcher comics? Do you know if those are any good? Uh, I had a couple. I didn't really care for them too much just because mm. the game itself gave you good stories and this and that, where it's like, I didn't feel That's like fair. I needed to read a comic. Kind of like, like the Halo novels. Like, I don't really read those because... Oh, you should read those. I, I, I have a few of them I've read. Like, I'm not saying I'm not up to date because there's so many. 
It's kind of like yeah, there's a ton. Sometimes a game gives you enough, like you're so full of content you couldn't have another bite, and it's like the I comics for The Witcher like kind of do a disservice to it technically because the game mm-hmm. handles all the story and lore and background so much better. That's fair. The only comics fair. I would cool. suggest is like God of War, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, if you like Life is Strange, definitely those comics. Those are like the top three, I would say, that tie into video games that are really good. Or the Dead Space ones, if you can find them. Let me sell out for a second. Hey, Dark Horse, cut the check. We just promoted, like every comic we just men- mentioned are all Dark Horse comics. Cut the how check. Do you, how do you think I got the comics? Come on now. I already sold out three <laughs> years ago. Come on now. Yo, man, right. got to share Back the love. We need the check. <laughs> Back on topic. That's new IP, so, Horizon Zero Dawn. Sounds like in the end it's unanimous. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Well, well deserved. Per- yeah, absolutely. Can't wait for Forbidden West. Um, next category. Best indie game. Indie games in quotes, because indie game used to mean a very kind of specific subset of gaming, like made by one or two people, um, kind of small in scope. No publisher but that, involved, usually. That's that's grown. and But we did want to keep them still kind of in that same kind of indie, quote-unquote, spirit. So, like, The Witcher 3 is an indie game. Witcher 3 is not on this list. <laughs> Destiny is an um, indie game. Yeah. The, the probably the <laughs> probably the I wanted to biggest... nominate something else, but I was like, I don't think it's an indie game. <laughs> it's I'll, I'll get to one of these that's probably the most quote unquote triple A-ish indie game, but we'll get there. So best indie game. Nominees are Firewatch, The Wolf Among Us, Tales from the Borderlands, Transistor, Undertale, Axiom Verge, Inside, Stardew Valley. Dead Cells, Hollow Knight, Risk of Rain 2, Resogun, Darkest Dungeon, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice, The Binding of Isaac, Graveyard Keeper, Moonlighter, Slay the Spire, and Life is Strange. I wanted the, to get your guys' d- deliberate like thought on this, essentially, is is The Outer Worlds an indie game? No, it's... No. Okay, it's, that's all. Like, that's... It's too big... Like, they had a studio and a budget. private division... I just that's what that's why I didn't add it there. It, it's too to big budget, I think. It's that's not well. a AAA and, budget. And, and and like the the one I was speaking about before, Hellblade looks looks like a AAA game. Oh yeah, it's still Lord. small. Well, it's small. I think it got some backing from Sony, but it wasn't outright like entirely funded by them. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought yeah. Hellblade was a Xbox exclusive. No, it was no. originally a PlayStation exclusive. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I played on Xbox. And then it was on Game Pass. And I just the... played it the first time. Well, yeah, because like, they bought them. They, uh, like, apparently, them, but... apparently, another fantastic Switch port, because they did some trickery in the Hellblade Switch port to where, like, sometimes as you're walking around, the backgrounds will actually just be, like, static images. And then once you look at it, it'll turn into the actual environment to save, like, GPU speed or something. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Anyway. I didn't notice that. Um, yeah. But uh, this is a really strong list, um, and it's a really long list. <laughs> I think that's the biggest um, list we have. This might be tied for biggest this list is, with another Well, this category. is the third, tied for second longest. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I just realized uh, it. Yeah, of the thing, yeah. The, this is tough. I have so many games I love on this list. I, I just want to talk, I'm going to talk through a few of these. Sure, go ahead. Risk of Rain 2, other than Hades, is probably my favorite game of that kind of like that that um uh roguelite, uh, roguelite thank you uh yeah. fucking love risk of rain 2 i probably wouldn't vote it the best indie game 
but I, I love Risk of Rain too. Um, uh, and unless somebody else feels as strongly about it, I just don't think it's going to win. Uh, the, the games that stand out to me on this list, funny enough, three of them are very similar in the sense that they were um, episodic games. Uh, the Wolf Among Us, Tales from the Borderlands, and Life is Strange. Um, Tales from the Borderlands, I think, is technically the best of the three in terms of production value, consistency of the episodes, uh, and things like that. Um, the Wolf Among Us is probably the closest to my heart, uh, because, you know, didn't that win Game of the Year that year at those gaming nerds? I think, did, did we vote at Game of the Year for, like, the Vita, or did we actually vote at, like, Game of the Year No, overall? I think we voted at Game of the Year. We Hold probably on. did. That yeah, sounds uh, about right, honestly. It, 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 Chris, you keep talking. Yeah, I'll, you, I'll bring you it up. looked that up. I think it was 20... I don't remember which year it was. It had to be, just, just, just had to be like, 2014 um, or 15. But Life is Strange is also... Like, Life is Strange... The parts of Life, of Strange, Life is Strange I didn't like were the parts where they tried to definitely, like, make, you know... Tried to shoehorn in the teenage girl stuff, you know, where I, I feel like that game was at its best when it wasn't trying to convince the world that Max was like this struggling teenager or whatever. Right. Like, I felt like that game was at its best when it was putting a crisis in front of you uh, and, and you had to really like think your way through it. And, and you know, there's so many moments of that game that I really remember and like, Life is Strange might resonate the most with me on, like, an emotional level. Um, even though my heart is with The Wolf Among Us, like, my emotions tell me Life is Strange. Because that game, I remember playing through that game, and every time a new episode came out, I started it up. And there were a couple episodes of The Wolf Among Us where I was like, boy, they sure wasted my time waiting for this. Right. Like, episode three, I remember, I think was the worst one in the whole series. It was, like, an hour and a half, and it was just garbage. And, like, it, you know, there's parts of The Wolf Among Us that hurt me because it was a lot of buildup for very little payoff. Life is Strange always had the payoff, always had the cliffhanger. I remember that episode four cliffhanger and just being like, what the fuck? Like, life is I can confirm <clears throat> the, the Wolf Among Us did win our game of the year in 2014. Let's go. We were smart. Yeah, yeah no, we, we, we were ahead of the curve. That that made me pick up like almost all of the deluxe editions of the comics and read through. Oh, fables! So yeah, I still have. Yeah. A bunch I'm of mad they actually here. canceled the Wolf Among Us comic series. I'm mad that got canceled because I have. I'm just happy that the Wolf Among Us Two is still happening. Um, the uh, the other game on this list I really want to talk about. Um, like honestly, I've got four games on this list that I feel like I could go to bat for any four of them. Firewatch. Firewatch was two of the best actors I have ever seen in a game playing off each other flawlessly. Just, they were so believable. They were written like people, acted like people, and it was such like a human story. I feel like the ending of Firewatch does not live up to the rest of the game and the thrill of the game, but going through Firewatch and like building this relationship with this faceless character across the you know across the forest in this other tower you know and just talking on the radio every time the radio opened up was a joy because i was like this is the best part whatever is happening right now this is the best part of this game and just phenomenal just top to bottom like firewatch is is, is an experience and in terms of like pure indie games is probably like 
the highest quality in terms of like this is a team that was just kind of working for themselves. Um, Firewatch delivers in every aspect. Great style, you know, great design, and just just phenomenal direction and writing, just top to bottom. Firewatch of the four games is probably the the best developed of the four. That's kind sure. of where I'm at. Firewatch, The Wolf Among... I, I might even argue against The Wolf Among Us. I would probably say my top three right now are Firewatch, Tales from the Borderlands, and Life is Strange. And, you know, okay. Loaderbot is Loaderbot. So, I mean, the Tales from the Borderlands has to be their best character ever. It's, tr- it's true. Hi. It's true. <laughs> how, how about you, Mark? So, I agree with... A lot of the episodic ones that Chris talks about, like The Wolf Among Us, if it wasn't for episode three, like, I would put Edge that ahead of the other ones. But until you added Life is Strange on the list, I was so sure of what I was going to pick. I I almost forgot about it, and then he just mentioned it, and I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) Right? See, the cops are coming. No, that's why I I paused, and you weren't supposed to acknowledge it, because I was actually (laughs) taking a note to edit the background noise out. No, leave it. Leave yeah. that one. <laughs> so, um, I, like, Life is Strange, it's one of those things, like you said, the emotional side of things, that's why like, I brought up the comic books. Like, the comic books, like, mm, they add even more emotional to it. Like, I'm not even going to spoil it for you, Chris. I will send you a PDF so you can read the comics. They're actually so well done. And The Wolf Among Us was the same way. Like, I've already, I already knew about Fables before it came out. Like, these are, like, Tales from Borderlands, like, The Wolf Among Us... And, like, they're basically, you know, episodic games based on IPs, like Fables, the comic book, or Borderlands, the main AAA title. So that's why I was kind of like... I think Tales from the Borderlands is better than most of the Borderlands Oh, yeah, no, games. it definitely is, because I actually prefer, Especially in the writing. Yeah. It's just, it's better written than any of the Borderlands games. There's two games on here. Like, I added one of them. So Stardew Valley and Graveyard Keeper. And I know Stardew Valley has, like, I use the word cult falling a lot, but it's very popular. It's and it's a fun game, you know, not really a hundred percent like story driven per se, but Graveyard Keeper is kind of like the same way, except instead of a farm, you're running a graveyard for basically dead bodies. And you actually there's actually a full story to it where you actually care about the character you play as. And it's one of those games where it's like not a lot of people talk about it. Because it's just Stardew Valley is, you know, the game. Like, a lot of the games on the list I haven't played. I did play Firewatch. I do agree with Firewatch. It was gorgeous, this and that. I noticed on the list I was going to add Everybody's Gone to Rapture, whatever that game was. But it, I thought about that. It just didn't I have enough to, didn't. like, even... Like, the fact that it was kind of, like, to be best. faceless character in this and that. But it was one of those things where it's, like, it's so easy to get sidetracked. And you can miss things in that game. But what did you pick? I, I'm Chris? with you. I thought about that. I thought about that. What did I pick? Yeah, because I my top three right now are Firewatch, Tales from the Borderlands, and Life is Strange. See, if, if I'm, I'm gonna say Life is Strange, Graveyard Keeper, I could be swayed anyway and among those three. Just from hours played and how much I enjoyed, just like because at the same time with the indie game, like yes, it's fun to have like a deep story this and that, but sometimes I like 
just being able to kill some time and mindlessly have fun with a simplistic gameplay that actually has more to it, like Stardew Valley has the dungeon you can explore to fight monsters or just fishing and your farm and all the different relationships and all different cutscenes. And they added more, they keep adding stuff with content updates like co-op and this and that. So I'm torn between Life is Strange, Graveyard Keeper, and Stardew Valley. So I will sit back and let everyone else continue there while I make tough life decisions about this category so far this has been the most civilized category yet because like nobody there's no animosity here everybody is just like celebrating because greed falls not on the list <laughs> hold on a screen fall an indie game no. it should be on the list like, probably <laughs> it, it definitely seems like it had an indie it budget and it looked like it was made by one person <laughs> But no, it's because it's the main thing As I noticed. As the resident indie game guy, I feel personally attacked considering I've played every out. game on this list except for one. That's fair. Nat, Nat do you want to dive in? I feel like my explanation is going to be very long winded, so you Excuse could me. go before me or I could get started right now. Uh, You go ahead. I'm okay. still kind of thinking. So I've played every game on this list, as I've said before. Be it Hellblade only for a few minutes, but uh, Axiom Verge is the game I haven't played on this list. I don't even know what that game is, to Imagine be honest with you guys. Imagine saying I played every game on this list and then saying I haven't played this game. <laughs> I said I played every game on this list with the exception of one. I know, but you Just, made it sound like you played uh, every game on the list. Uh, no, in the list your, of your, how many games are on this list? confidence in your voice. I can't so miss sure one. Yourself. You're like... <laughs> For your knowledge, Ned, Axiom Verge is uh, a Metroidvania that uh, was developed by one person who did the the visuals, the gameplay, the music, the art, everything. Um, I'm just saying, came I out in 2015-ish. I can't miss one game. Nope, that's no, crazy. No, not if you're going to say yeah. you played all of them. No, I didn't. <laughs> sure. I said. I what? said I damn near played all of okay. them. Okay. Oh, okay. Let the man talk. That. Let the man talk. No. Okay. So as I was saying. There are three games on this list, going with the trend of everybody, that are very close to my heart. Starting with The Binding of Isaac, which, in my opinion, very much revolutionized the roguelite genre of games. And that is probably my favorite game of this generation. The game I've put the most time into, by far, is The Binding of Isaac. And then following after that is Darkest Dungeon, because clearly I like pain and suffering. So I just want to cause myself heartbreak with Darkest Dungeon. And then to round out my list, this is a very hard choice, but I'm going to have to go with... See, this breaks my heart. I look at it again. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm really stuck between... I put this on the list, Slay the Spire, Stardew Valley, and Undertale, because I love each of those games equally. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I probably put the most time in a Stardew Valley, so I'm going to go Stardew Valley. Gotcha. Okay. Because that's just very heartwarming, and I can't have painting suffering all the time. That's fair. That's fair. So on this list, um, with the exception of Graveyard Keeper, I have played everything on this list as well. Um, Man, this is tough. So my top three... um, I know I'm going to be the only one uh, who goes to bat for this one, and I'm fine with that. Um, Transistor is one of my favorite games of all time. Um, Super Giant Games, obviously. Um, 
Hello? You guys still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yep. I'm just listening to you speak. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, Transistor, um, in my opinion, uh, the most beautiful art style on this list, the best music on this list, um, one of my favorite combat systems on this list. Um, I think it's a complete package. I think it doesn't overstate its welcome. And I think um, it's still my favorite game from that studio. Um, my second game would probably be Life is Strange as well. Um, I, I have that soundtrack on my Spotify. Um, I listen to it. I, whenever I hear Spanish Sahara, I still get teary-eyed from that game. Um, I know it got a lot of crap for the dialogue. Um, over time, I grew to f- find it more endearing um, than annoying. Um, and it's a game that traumatized my wife when uh, I tried to get her to play it because uh, she accidentally killed one of the characters and then never wanted to touch the game ever again. Uh, did, so, did, was it the rooftop? Yep, rooftop. Oh, um, yeah, she, she didn't. Fi- she did not find the note from the dad in the trash can. Oh. Um, yep. So she, that happened, and she never played the game again. Um, and then if I had to pick a third, man, it's super tough. My third would probably. I want to say Darkest Dungeon, but I'm terrified to actually take on the Darkest Dungeon and lose all my people. So I'm going to go with Slay the Spire. I've put a ton of time into Slay the Spire. I'm not usually a fan of like uh, deck building games. I'm just I'm not good at them. But Slay the Spire um, is just... It's phenomenal. There's four characters in the game that all play dramatically differently. Um, couple that with the daily... like challenge runs that they have and just the different synergies you can build over time through a, a playthrough um i think it's absolutely phenomenal so those are my three sounds like life is strange seems to be the common denominator it, that's, that's and i'm shocked honestly I, I am too a little bit because life is strange like i just replayed that again like it is one of my favorite just not just episodic games it is one of like my favorite indie games because as we know when we were all on those gamers as that i was not an indie game person i didn't like indie games i like my i was you know ignorant to that we were definitely a triple a focus yeah. site for a well i was time. just in general like you guys liked indie games i never really did until like the I episodic didn't get games much into like, them uh, until like danganronpa uh, and stuff yeah uh, i f- feel like i was the indie game yeah, guy. No, you definitely were but that's things like i was always anti and like journey came around and that kind of opened my but then oh, these episodic journey, games mm-hmm. i'm not gonna lie ross i think that we bonded over indie games and that's how we became very cool oh yeah i think so too but Life is Strange is just one of those ones where it's like, it's one of those rare ones where it's like, you know how it's like kind of tough being a guy relating to a female character, but it's like, it put you in these emotional situations where it didn't matter if you were playing a female, you were just like, son of a bitch. Exactly. Like, That's exactly like, what I was going to say. The gender of the character matter. didn't matter. Like, because a lot of people played like, oh, I can't relate to the character it's a female. It's like, like you're playing, a, a, you're taking the role of this character. Look at the situation though. And it's like, that was one of those games where it's just like, I wish, like, Life Strange 2, I'm kind of, mm, like, that, honestly, that should have been under, like, my disappointment t- category was Life is Strange 2. Mm, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, I would say, like, out of all the categories, 
This one had the most of my babies in it, I think. I feel like um, we could probably pick three winners for this one easily. I mean, oh, to yeah. be honest, sure. I could I could keep nominating indie games because there's plenty of games, but I just feel like too many of the games occupied the same space. And like mm-hmm. even putting Slay the Spire on there, I was like, I was like, if I don't put this on here, I'm betraying Ross because we talked so much about this game. I've, I've put so many hours into that on Switch, man. So good. Because like strange honorable mentions get the stuff they didn't get nominated, but like Spelunky, and then there's like, uh, I'm just drawing a blank on so many good indie games. If I go Steam look through World my Steam Day, library right now, Steam I could World just Heist, say those games were really yeah. good. It's just, you know, there's just so many. It's it's where it's where a lot of n- new ideas and interesting ideas come into play that eventually kind of disseminate into AAA stuff once they're proven. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but yeah. So Life is Strange wins our best indie game category in the most in the most civilized I would say most way loving. Possible. I was yeah, I was gonna say was like, the most loving category we've had. Like I felt just all love in that category. It's kind of like yeah, one of those things where it's like I'm relieved and like oddly just like shockingly satisfied that Life is Strange won. Because the second you added it, yeah. I was like, that's my pick. It has to be. And then I'm <laughs> yeah. like... and I, But we never... All of us have never really talked about Life is Strange, though. That's the thing. So it's like... Yeah. I, it's I just one of those it. things that I, I, I thought about it. And like you said, when you mentioned like the comics and stuff, I was like, oh shit, Life is Strange probably counts. And then I added it, yeah. and I was just like, that's probably it. And then once you were like, eh, and then... It was like, oh shit, <laughs> this is it. <laughs> it's. I played it on every platform, and I finished it and beat it on every platform, even before the storm yeah, too. It was. It, it was an easy platinum, but it was maybe one of my favorite platinums. Is um, Life is Strange is fantastic, and all of these games are deserve. I think in this category, above most, all of these games are deserving mm-hmm. of winning, and. Like there were a lot of games we didn't even really touch on that much, but that's just I think that's just a credit to the quality of all of these games, but especially the ones that like you could tell the ones that really resonated with us. Right. The amount of indie games I have on my yeah. Switch, and I was just like, well, I don't know if they're on the other consoles because I never even looked. I was like, I just don't like Oxen Free and stuff like that, and I was like, I don't need like that could be a really long list because when you think about it, a new indie game comes out constantly. Yeah, definitely could have put Oxen Free. <laughs> Started off on the Xbox One. I love Oxen Free. I've st- I, I have After Party installed, but I haven't played it yet. I didn't really care for After Party, but I just actually recently played Oxen Free. Uh, Oxen Free is so good. Cause yeah. Anyway, I was gonna say I could add Disco Elysium. I could add uh, Pyre. Yeah. You could Disco add Disco so many other games. Disco Elysium didn't come to consoles, did it? Oh yeah, not yet. Oh, okay, nope. it's, it's on. It's on. Yet. It's on Switch. Doesn't count. Doesn't count. Has to be. Yeah, man, that's what's throwing me off, man. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Chris, you want to take on next category? This category is going to be tough uh, because I have like five or six horses in this race. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> best music. Uh, pretty simple. Just the best music uh, in, in a game. Transistor. Final Fantasy VII Remake. The Witcher 3. Dying Light. Wolfenstein, The New Order, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, Doom and Doom Eternal, Life is Strange, Dark Souls 3, Persona 5, I guess parentheses Royal as well, um, Near Automata, Destiny 2, Halo 2 Anniversary, Infamous Second Son, and Halo 5 Guardians. 
any of these games could win, and I'd probably be okay with it, but... We did not stick to the one game no. per franchise on this I list noticed. for some reason, as opposed to the others. Hey, can no, I... no, no, we didn't do one game per franchise on this. That was that was one that was one thing per game on those. Uh-oh. That hey, wasn't can... franchise restricted. Oh, okay. I was gonna say. Hey I guys, like, can hey. I can I just say my nomination out the way because I actually don't really care about this category that much. My nomination is Persona Five. I feel like Persona 5 is a front runner here. I guess I'll go next because mine's really easy, and I know Chris and Ross, you guys like your OSTs, as do I. But um, as much as I want to say Persona 5 slash Royale, because I got the Royale Steelbook, and it came with the dynamic theme, and it was playing the music so much I hate the music now. You're wrong, <laughs> You're wrong. but go on. Um, it's a tie between Doom and Doom Eternal. Now, when I pick music, I go based on music setting the mood, and the music in Doom and Doom Eternal just make you want to rip, tear, and destroy monsters with blood everywhere. So it's like the most fitting music. And also, Doom if, Eternal. Ever, if you watch Jack Black I- play it on YouTube, with the music plays, like it actually makes it even more entertaining. So... I don't, it's between Doom and Doom Eternal if, you know, because Life is Strange, I have the soundtrack, I bought the collector's editions and stuff like that, like, and I have the music, and I love it, but something about that, just metal, freaking gallop beats on the double bass pedal on the drums, just guitar riffs, just deliciously tasty while you're ripping and just destroying everything around you, it's the crescendo chef's kiss. Has one of my favorite tracks, and I love the name. It, I love the track, and then the name is just perfect. And it's just the only thing they fear is you. And it's just like I listen to that like in any game. If I just need to get hype, I just start playing that. And then at the end, there is just this part where they go hard on the riffs, and it's just aggression in music. And I'm just sitting there bobbing my head. And it doesn't matter what game I'm playing. I could be playing fucking Stardew Valley. I will start ripping and tearing. Like, I'm going to murder matter. these turnips. I will find a way. I will find a way. Something's going to die. Life is strange. Somebody's dying. It's actually true. kicking someone off the roof of a building. Um, does anybody else want to go next? I'm going to have a couple go games ahead. on here to talk about. Okay. Um... I, I have two games. The obvious off. pick for me is Destiny 2. I've been defending it for years uh, in the Game of the Year stuff. Um, I, I think Destiny 2... I think Bungie has some of the best music in the industry, period. I, I in, in in most cases, I don't think anybody else comes close. Um, just just phenomenal. The Queen's Walk in in um, The Last Wish Raid. The, the final phase of the Vault Room in The Last Wish. The Boss Fight in the Garden of Salvation, uh, you know, any almost anything on the moon, you know, just listening, the darkness theme, uh, escaping the almighty. There are just so many tracks that just, they hit you, they hit different, and it's just so good, and it's perfect. It's just perfect for that game. It's perfect for that moment, and they just have so much music that it's almost not even fair. Um, Infamous Second Son is a, is I think a little underrated. Uh, probably the most underrated on this list. Uh, has a lot of just phenomenal, phenomenal music. Um, the combat music is one of my favorites. Uh, the the I think it's called like bioterrorist thread or something like that. Um, but like they just 
ever since like Infamous 2, just the way they play with their music, the way they mix it and they kind of, you know, work with it, <clears throat> pardon me, is just so good. It's just they, they, they have they have a way of making music that really makes their music stand out. Um, and I feel like sometimes that gets lost in the games because the Infamous games are great, but maybe not like the top tier games as like a Horizon or something like that. Um, but definitely some of Sony, Sucker Punch has some of Sony's best uh, composers without a doubt. Transistor, I literally bought Transistor on Switch just so I could kind of hear the opening again, just to kind of hear that subtle, you know, the the guitar and then the 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 drum beat and just like I kind of let that ride a little bit, cause that that's just Transistor starts, man. That game starts and it hits you right over the head and it's just like this is a game. That's going to have some atmosphere and the music I think is most of it. And it's not, that's not a discredit to the rest of it, but like that's another one that kind of hits different. So quick question, because I know it was on the PS3, but it did get the remaster. So the remaster counted. What about the first last of us? Cause I thought that had a really good soundtrack, but I know it came out on PS3, but it had the remaster. So I don't know if you could put like last of us remastered. No, no. cause you have halo two anniversary. On the list. Halo 2 Anniversary is only playable on Xbox One. Yes, but tenderly speaking, it's still the same music from the original. It's not. Oh, it's not? It's uh, an entirely fresh soundtrack. Oh, okay. Never mind. Recomposed from the ground up. That's I, why it's there. I stand. Um, so it's a remaster of the audio then? No, it's a completely new comp. Well, they have new tracks, new compositions. It's a lot of new music. So it's only because like, out of this list, like I honestly... Off the top of my head, can't remember any tracks from Wolfstein one and two that I could like instantly like replay in my head right now. Same with Dying Light. The main menu. The main menu. Dying Light has a great soundtrack that just the way they synthesize it, it reminds me of Mass Effect more than more than almost anything, which is crazy. Um until a couple weeks ago, Persona Five probably would have won this category because it is equal parts joyful, it is equal parts like mournful, it, it it has everything. It has everything you can want. It, it's jazzy. It's poppy. It's sad. It's happy. It's everything. <sighs> Fucking Final Fantasy VII Remake. Fuck. That game. That music is just perfect. It. it, it just I. I'm. I'm replaying it in my head, and it's just. It's so perfect it is it is classic but new it is fresh it's exciting there are new tracks that weren't in the first game that are some of my favorite tracks in the whole game there's remixes every boss has their own music everywhere you go every new zone has a different encounter music sometimes it's a twist sometimes it's fresh and new it's it's the way they handle their music and it's like, it, it's subtle when it needs to be. And then you hit that battle and, and it just starts blaring. It is so good. And it is just, it, I, I cannot, I cannot put it into words. That music is just so, it, it, it is a mastercraft. It is That's my vote. That's That's my vote. I I can't even talk right now. 
Okay. I'll go. Um, uh, for me, it comes down to two games. Well, first of all, Chris, I'm surprised you didn't touch on Nier at all. Um, that that has but, a couple trap. Final Fantasy VII, man. <clears throat> yeah. Um, for me, there's two games. Um, the first is Transistor. I think it has, for me, uh, the best soundtrack in a game ever in terms of, like, for me, there's no filler tracks. Um, and vocal tracks, which can be hit or miss in games. Um, it They're phenomenal and kind of jazz loungy. They add to the environment. They add to the narrative. They add to the story. Um, they set the tone for the kind of cyberpunk world that the game takes place in. Um, and they're by far my most played songs. Um, almost potentially out of any regular music, too. Uh, non-video game music as well. Um, I think in terms of a soundtrack that, in terms of its marriage to the game that it's attached to, I think Transistor is is close to being second to none with uh, the other option for me being Persona 5. Um, You get a lot of orchestral stuff in uh, big games nowadays. Uh, You get some hip-hop, you get some rock. It's rare that you get like cabaret jazz, jazz games. music yeah and, and the fact that it's such a focus and like there's such a visual style to the game that's it's only amplified 10 times over by the music um so um i, I don't think transistor will win this but um i'd be perfectly happy with persona 5 that's my vote Silence. I Good for a podcast. Yeah. I, I, was, I, I said that. at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah at the beginning. Right. Not, not one first. Yeah. So it sounds like two for Persona 5, one for one of the Dooms, and then one for Final Fantasy VII Remake is where we're currently at. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, like I said, if it wasn't for the Persona 5 Real dynamic theme, I would hate, I would like vote for that music, but like it's been on loop thanks to that theme. And it hasn't been one song either. It's been a few different songs on like a track loop. And also, I just platinumed it recently and I put 125 hours into it in less than two weeks. So, like, that music has been burnt in my brain. Really good though, like I said, the jazz sound. Like, I agree with everything you said about it. Mm, but it looks like it's yeah. 2 1 1. So. so. It sounds like Persona is probably going to take this, yeah. but like, oh man, the music in Final Fantasy VII, like Final Fantasy VII, I'm not going to try and I, I, I'm not going to try and make it sound like it's it's necessarily more diverse than Persona Five. It is a big orchestral score, but it has it has a lot of those Persona Five elements. It's got like those jazz. Like I think Final Fantasy VII Remake probably has the most variety uh, of, of any soundtrack on this list and you know that's gonna happen when you make and i'm not i'm not trying to say this you know in like oh it deserves to win because it has the most music but there's like seven hours worth of music just for this remake you know and it, it it's like there is so much diversity in the music and you know it has it it has a, a very wide breadth of tracks and appeal and it's just like a lot of my favorite tracks aren't the orchestral ones. It's, you know, there, there's one when you're in like this coliseum and it's just like, it's like this crazy like techno beat. 
and you're just fighting and it, and it sounds like you're in a dance club or something and like you're <laughs> you're engaged in like this life or death combat and it's just like dun 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 and it's just like you sound like I should be like bobbing my head and like rocking out. There should be like you know, uh, uh, which one call it? Strobe lights going and stuff. Um, it, it's <coughs> I won't be upset if uh, Persona Five wins. Well, it did win, but I really feel like Final Fantasy VII remake. I feel like the only reason Final Fantasy VII Remake isn't going to win is because not enough people here played it. Oh, no, I played it enough, and I, I, I'm i sorry, but I like I said, I like Doom and Life Straight, but if I had to, like, if I was a tiebreaker, I would do Persona 5, because that music, it, like I said, Ross put it perfectly, it's unique. Everyone else has rock, this and that, but that jazz, cabaret, and it did fit kind of perfectly with the visual styles and kind of set the tone with what was going on as well so that's why yeah so it sounds like congratulations you want to run through the next one chris oh is it me okay it is Uh, unless you want me to read because you're coughing no uh best visuals technical uh so this category is for visuals that um are, are, are technically proficient, you know, like the, the realistic looking games, the kind of jaw to the floor, like, is that real life or is it a video game type game? Um, for this list, um, Anthem, Tom Clancy's The Division 2, God of War, The Last of Us Part 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, Halo 5 Guardians, Destiny 2, Shadow of the Colossus Remake, Ratchet and Clank 2016, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Doom Eternal, Dark Souls 3, Forza Horizon 4, Gears 5, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, Days Gone, Final Fantasy 15, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, Marvel's Spider-Man, and Ghost of Tsushima. I mean, I could start this off if you guys want. I could just get some sure. stuff, shoot the ball right off the top. So there are some standouts here, in my opinion. There's some games that look really good. But if I'm just looking at it as a technical perspective, because like there's art styles I really like, but this is not what we're talking about. Because I, really like, I really like Dark Souls 3, and I really like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. But Horizon Zero Dawn, like if I'm going between those two, is like... Just the design of the characters and then how, like, pieces on the move and stuff, just how that incorporates with each other. And then you get, like, the the apocalyptic meets futuristic meets indigenous. That fusion there is really cool. And the way they managed to pull that off with the size of monsters and everything. Well, robots in that game is very stunning. But also... I might be a little biased here, but I was playing a bit of Forza Horizon 4 on my PC on max settings, everything, and that that game is gorgeous. I won't deny that Forza Horizon 4, Forza Horizon 4 is probably technically the most That's visually not my vote, proficient, but like, man, it's not fair because it's a racing game. 
no, you're right. And but that's why it's not my vote. Because yeah. Drive Club was the same way. Like those visuals mm-hmm. after the update with dynamic weather, it looked good. And yeah. you know what my vote is? Because I went to my good pal Sean, who I do a podcast with, and I was playing Ghost of Tsushima on his PS4 Pro. And man, does that game fucking look good! I'm so glad I just added that game while you were introducing it. That I know, I seen it, and I was like, "That is a fucking good point." Because that game is gorgeous, especially if we're going technical. Because just the seamless yeah. from cutscenes to gameplay, the breeze like guiding you on your way, the little spirit foxes, the like leaves, everything. Oh, the, the, the vistas, foliage. the the fighting, everything in that game is gorgeous. And it's like smooth, and you played on a pro, so you like I played on. A pro, I never, so I never have a like. There's never a bad angle in that game. The only thing that would make that game be better is if it ran at a higher frame rate. But man, does that game fucking look good? So, yeah, that's my vote, Ghost of Tsushima. I want to throw some respect at Ratchet & Clank here because I, I know a lot of people will probably look at it as an art-style game, but if you want to talk mm-hmm. about technical visuals, like, that is, like, Pixar movie levels good. Like, that game looks phenomenal. Like, great lighting, great i'm not talking artistic but just like how how everything does move and interact in that world like that looks like you're playing a movie you know like you are playing an animated movie um i totally agree that, with you on that that i think is a, should be a front runner in this in this category like see, i haven't no had disrespect to enough, Ghost of Tsushima. I, I haven't, I haven't had enough interaction with ratchet and clank my buddy that team of game was uh, jack and daxter phenomenal. so Listen, back in the day, I was with you, but Ratchet and Clank, there's a reason they stood the test of time. Never, Jack never, and Daxter. I don't know, it was just Ratchet um, and Clank was never really my, so I never played it, so I can't agree or disagree, honestly. I mean, those games Clank, always Clank. look good when I see them, but I never, I, they just never resonated with me. It's such a tough category, honestly, because I have a PS4 Pro and I have the One X, I have a four, multiple 4K displays, and almost, honestly, like, just like how we were with the indie games, this haptic any outside of Tom Clancy Division Two, because I'm still salty about it. I, I would say, and I don't know if Gears Five belongs on here. It looks like, good. I was running at full specs on PC, and it looks like environmental details think, from a technical standpoint. It's good. I think a lot of people have it muddled because the story kind of fell flat here and there, but visually, it's good. I think it belongs here. I don't think it wins, but it belongs here. I think if you put a gun That's to my fair. head right now, and like if I had to pick three games on this list, right now it'd probably be Uncharted 4, Ratchet and Clank. I'm surprised Final Fantasy VII Remake's not on this list, honestly. Final Fantasy VII Remake has some muddy textures on the... Yeah, the, like, I'm surprised as well. Details. No, 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 no. So listen, Final Fantasy VII Remake, the characters all look phenomenal. But when mm. you get... Like, there's a lot of muddy textures on the... Like, you can tell where the horsepower went, and it was not in the environment. And the problem is, is I noticed all of the muddy textures. And I'm hoping that on, like, a PS5, maybe they do an update and they can, they can help with that. Final Fantasy VII Remake has a lot of... Bad textures. I was actually gonna agree. The, the the PS5 is kinda ruining me picking some of these because like Spider Man was so good, but then I see the new character designs and how it's running and it looks so much better on the five that I'm like, oh, this is 
doesn't mm-hmm. look as good on the four now. Well, my problem with games like Final Fantasy uh, and and Spider Man is they're like when they look good, they're stunning. But when they look bad, and you run into one of those issues, man, do those games look fucking bad? Right. I'm not. I'm not gonna. If, I'm done with two. Like when you see some of the NPCs not loading in, not. I want to say not loading in, but when you see some of them and they just like it just looks really bad Floating in certain areas. No t-shirts. <laughs> like that's a Spider-Man game curse: yeah. floating heads with no T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. If I had to pick three, it would be Uncharted. It would be uh, Ratchet and Clank, and it would probably be The Last of Us Part Two would probably be the three I would pick. Anthem would be a close fourth. Eight. Oh, man. Okay. Um, if I had to pick three. Let's just kind of narrow it down a oh, so. bit. Yeah. I went and watched a video um, of Ratchet & Clank. That game does look it Pixar-esque. Looks phenomenal. Uh, so for me, if I had to pick three, probably be Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, a lot of the environmental lighting and the, the grass and environment work in there is just incredible. You know what? I'm going to um, change mine. I'm going to go from The Last of Us to Horizon because I wasn't even thinking about like the, the way like the enemies fall apart and stuff too. That technically counts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that that's really kind good. of stuff as well. Yeah. PC Uncharted, on Ultra Horizon. So We're not talking about PC. I'm just I'm saying. Trying to, I'm trying to keep it in <laughs> console context. That's why Anthem's not at the top of my list because Anthem looks fucking crispy on PC. So mine are Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I think the Shadow of the Colossus remake. Um, Blue Point. Uh, that's a masterwork. Um, that Shadow of the Colossus is one of my favorite game worlds ever made, which is funny because there's almost nothing in it. Um, but what the original PS2 game did was make you feel so isolated and alone in this forbidden land trying to explore and find these beings that the world around you was its own character and just kind of traversing and navigating it. And I think it's only improved by all the work Bluepoint did to make you more immersed in it. And I think it's just absolutely phenomenal. And then my third pick would be The Last of Us Part Two, which has the best facial animation in any game to date period, the end, bar none. Um, the emotions that are conveyed, you can see like individual cheek muscles move if Ellie's wincing. You can see this like spittle in her mouth if she's screaming. Like the work Naughty Dog started in Uncharted 4, they perfected in The Last of Us Part 2. And if I had to pick one of those three, Um, I'm just going to say, if you pick Shadow of the Colossus, I can be convinced. If you want to go down that I was road. Gonna pick, uh, I was going to pick Shadow of the Colossus. If you want to go down that road, I'll, I'll go down that road with you. Be- because I like Horizon Zero Dawn a lot. I don't think the character models look great. Um, I think they look fine. Lot, especially but, the faces. Yeah. I think they look fine, but not great. Especially the faces. The, the, like the fur um, and stuff on those Colossi mm-hmm. is just like... Yeah. Man, like, and they just pop against the world, dude. Yeah, and like on in the P, on the PS2 version, you're climbing up the back and you're grabbing the hair, but the hair is just a polygon and it's running at 15 frames a second. But with with the with the remake, I think it just it looks phenomenal, and I love The Last of Us Part Two. Um, I don't think there's 
a lot of super interesting environmental work. It's it's post-apocalyptic. There's some there's some beautiful set pieces in that game. Um, but my vote would probably be Shadow of the Colossus remake, personally. I will go down that road with you. Yeah, short of Ratchet and Clank, I'll, I'll go. I'll go that way. Well then, I don't know if I, it seems that we are at a crossroads I again. Have uh, played a majority of these. I cannot put a horse in the race with Last of Us Part Two after Naughty Dog's shady marketing of the game. I do not support them. Uh, ah, it, it was. I do not support them. I do it not support them. They are not pro gamer and pro, they are pro money in their pockets and neil Druckmann should leave that company that being said i disagree with you on every well, fundamental that's level. Fine. i'm older i'm right Dr. as as the elder as the world's dad i'm gonna have to vote for ghost of Tsushima just because i played so many of these and i when you put final fantasy 15 on there i was like I want to say that just from an MMO standpoint, very few MMOs have that quality of visuals. Final Fantasy 15 is not an MMO. I thought that was yeah, 14. Not talking about. I thought you said 14. Oh, 15? No, fuck 4. Let's no, fuck 15. 15. Fuck 15. 15 was just weird. 15 is a damn good looking game. Fuck you. Listen, 15 has they the same nerfed, thing. You are they saying. nerfed the turtle. It looks really good. They nerfed the turtle and, and it, it pissed me off. It looks terrible in certain places. Yeah, it does. Oh there's, there, there's some areas. And plus that one dungeon that we both were trying to do, that like weird platformer one we're not talking about like, that okay well, like don't, okay. don't even bring it up it, i'm i have ptsd <laughs> from that so i wholeheartedly I can't i can't support a game that would put me through such a traumatic experience uh, it's just the game looks phenomenal it's just tough some of the textures in the cities in that game are like are like puke worthy it's not on the list but i know it's on there and none of us to brush up but resident evil 2 remake looks so good and they i feel like three from a technical is even better when you're when it's raining i would say three fire everything else like the environment like you could see all the details of it and i put on par with ghost of tsushima because that's just like i said if it wasn't from a technical standpoint the seamless transitions like i streamed it i just realized i messed up in the beginning because it went from a cutscene to gameplay while you're on a horse and i didn't realize it went to gameplay because it was seamless. There was no, like, that little millisecond of a hiccup. It wasn't there. It was just... Uh, yeah, it's... I, I could be swayed for Ghost so, of Tsushima. Because it's based on um, technical. But let's, let's not pretend like the... Let's not pretend like the, that cutscene to gameplay Oh, no, it's not. Oh, no. Solid four I mean, yeah, but four did it in, like, eight-hour cutscenes. So it's like... If you want to talk about transitions, God of War is all one shot. Yes, but at the same time, altogether, there, it, it's not technically sound 100% like this is the best technical visuals I've seen in a game. Ghost of Tsushima, I'm running on a PS4 Pro. It's, I'm not getting any hiccups either. And it's just, like Nat said, the the leaves blowing, the wind, think, the I water. I think the big thing with Ghost of Tsushima, though, is the, it is the art style. If this was the art style we were talking about, I could be straight. I would but give it a technical, technical standpoint. It is technically sound, because... It's it's I it's a well oiled machine. More technical. It's a well oiled machine. As well, and because this Colossus, is though, man, just like, I just feel like Ghost of Shima benefits from being the last horse in the race, as in it's the latest to come out. So it 
got to take advantage of all the things these games before it well, came and took advantage it's of. Not even that. It's just this, dare I say, is one of, like, outside of, like, the Uncharted franchise and, like, all the shooters is that this was also, like, the world in the visuals like you got drawn into it it was so outside the norm could like for a sony exclusive this killed it this is like if anyone was on the fence didn't have a ps4 or was like a pc only gamer an xbox only gamer i'd be like you know what you should get on ps4 or ps5 you need ghost of tsushima that is a that is a number that should be on the number one list for you to play it is amazing looking like technically sound like i said very rarely have i played a game where i was like ah this this kind of looks wonkier this looks off like it's tight it, everything is good on like not good great like it's probably my favorite visual game i've ever played ever i would say what really did it for me is seeing multiple enemies on screen and seeing how it handled that and like everything kicking up and the dust and the leaves and, you're on a and horse. the sparks from like your swords clashing or like arrows coming in from the side and it all looking really good while doing it and also on the weapons like the feathers and that you can and the see the texture of the really feathers cool. on all the stuff everything is so textured mm-hmm. down to minute details that you won't even notice it until you actually look for it or like when the blood splashes off an enemy when you cut them and it swings around and leaves the blood in like the the like swing rate of the sword yeah they definitely had forensics people like looking into like blood splatter patterns because that was some dexter shit where the accuracy of how it splattered they put so much into it that's like a minor detail that shouldn't be a selling point but it's like everything is because this is best visuals technical when i think technical or like, this is the game i look at or like the clothes where like if you step in water up oh, to like mud, your yeah. calves how that stays wet until you go and water. the upper rest of the body the texture doesn't change and stuff like it's those are the type of stuff i noticed from playing it for the 20 minutes i played it i was like holy shit this game looks better than i anticipated Look at that. It's so good. Nat only played it for 20 minutes and he's voting for it. Yeah, I've put a couple hours into it and and I can be swayed for Ghost of Tsushima. I think it's a a pretty pretty incredible blend of artistic and technical achievement for graphics. Sounds like Ghost of Tsushima's taking it then. Next up, Best Visuals Artistic. Nominees are Cuphead, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Anthem, Destiny 2, Horizon Zero Dawn, Halo 5 Guardians, Ratchet & Clank 2016, Valkyria Chronicles 4, Dark Souls 3, Sea of Thieves, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, Tales of Berseria, Persona 5 Royal, Final Fantasy 15, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Apex Legends, and Monster Hunter World. I added Monster Hunter World at the end because we were talking about, about Resident Evil and I just thought about monster hunter world and just like how diverse and cool the monsters look and stuff in the environments and i just had to put it i don't think that game's gonna win but i just had to at least yeah, give it the nod monster hunter world style unfortunately doesn't do anything That's for me so i gotta run no, to the i didn't bathroom. think it was gonna win i just yeah. wanted to give it the nod so i'm just gonna give you my pick really quick because i have a bathroom it's not even a tie or anything persona 5 royale 
Easily. I love I love that. That's that style. That is my pick as well. No, you guys right. are supposed to debate it. So it's the most stuff. It sounds like. Go argue. Nah, I hate <laughs> Greedfall. It looks I mean, like trash. Go. <laughs> I can I can gush about visuals on a couple of these games because like Cuphead, the way that like just the I don't want to say technicality, but the work it goes in to get those cell animations and those frames to look as smooth as they do and for it to feel the way it does. I feel like like if there's anything in this game in our whole voting list that deserves a runner up, Cuphead is like right there in artistics. Because even though Persona 5 is my favorite, man, does Cuphead look so fucking good. Persona 5 is the only game where I've seen someone cosplay as the battle menu. <laughs> like, it's oh, yeah. that, that freaking mm-hmm. stylish. Yeah. Like, it's... Mm. Even when you bring up the menu, it just oozes. Like, it just will, like, oozes. Wave across the like, if this category style. was was was, mo- was just, like, was just style, Persona 5 would be the only mm-hmm. game listed. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just nothing else it's, comes It's unfair. Close. Yeah, I just want I just want to acknowledge at least yeah. Cuphead because man, I I'm a fan of like those old timey cartoon styles, but mm-hmm. it it I feel like this would be more of a battle if Persona wasn't here <laughs> between a couple of these games. Yeah. But I think Destiny like, Two is definitely worthy of winning this. Destiny just Two looks has, really cool. It has a great diversity. Bar of locations. bar the ships. I hate the way the ships are designed in Destiny. I really like the character designs of like the titans and hunters and like the environment designs i love like you know it's it's you know you very small very small as when you're streaming you always see i'm always asking about your ghosts because i actually think those are designed really cool yeah the ghosts are cool i like them yeah honestly destiny 2 is probably my second choice and i feel like we should give dark souls a nod because man and when anything we could say about about monster hunter anything we could say about Sekiro, anything we can say about any of these games, Dark Souls is like the king of of monster diversity and just like vistas and like the God, artistics. Walking in, out and seeing Ann Orlando, in, yeah. you know, in Dark Souls. I don't know anybody's names because I haven't played enough of Dark Souls <laughs> to know anything. But just looking at stuff in that game, it's pretty. But if we're just talking about artistic, <laughs> yeah, is what this title is. Persona. I, like, I want to give some credit real quick, if I can, to Valkyria. I was gonna for, say that. Uh, because that like Valkyria Chronicles had that hand drawn style and it mm-hmm. looked great even back on the PS3, but Valkyria Chronicles Four perfected it. Oh yeah, no, like, I was gonna say that's that is the perfect from artistic. Form. Yeah, yeah, and like, also Ori and the just a great looking game. Ori and the Will of the Wisps should also get a mention. Yeah. Oh yeah, I those games are I haven't finished gorgeous either of the Ori games. They are pretty difficult. But they are fun. But man, the visuals like it's vibrant, even on like the darker backgrounds and areas. But then like the vibrant colors really stand out, almost like Technicolor, like black light mm-hmm. style posters, and like it looks really good. I'm really excited for how they're gonna look like when they get the uh, Series X updates and this and that. But Valkyria Chronicles Four. Yeah, it's, I, it's I'd like good. to. Get... Yeah. I'd also like to give a nod. I forgot to put it on the list, but for Hollow Knight, um, it's Hollow Knight. I'll never finish because it's hard, and <laughs> I don't like hard, hard games, and I'm bad at them. <laughs> no, I, because it's I hard. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not faulting but, you, but I, I, I think the art style in that game is so clean, and 
you want to get lost in all the different environments because they're so beautifully drawn. And the fact that it's all one person just makes it even even more impressive. But, all right. so, um, but yeah. Wait, wait can, I, can I say one thing hit. before we go? Oh. I know we're not acknowledging yeah, yeah, yeah. Nintendo games, but man, does some of those Nintendo games artistically are so fucking cool. I agree. Oh, so yeah, listen, for, this for one, sure. I feel 100%. like we're going to have to go... We have to talk I about hate, these. I, which I hate. Because it's going to... I hate that. But it, it has, has to, to happen. happen. I, I think this is one of the most important categories we have. Best moment. Number one. Near Automata ending E. How many people here have gotten Near Automata ending E? I know Ross has. You told me about Mark it. You told Matt. me about it. So nope. And I looked it up on Near YouTube. Automata, yes. Near Automata... And- in my traditional, you know, the way of the gnat, when you look up the manual in not completing games after 75% the way through, Nier is on that list. Okay. Nier Automata <laughs> ending uh, and there, there will be even spoilers in the names of these. So I'm not yes. going to hold you guys. I have no horse in this race. I might go to the bathroom because there's some of these games I don't want to be spoiled for. <laughs> yeah. So I... can I just withdraw for this and you guys text me? Which which ones which ones specifically? Uh, you know, God of War, Spider Man, Last of Us, Wolfenstein. Oh, so <laughs> you're okay, not gonna yeah. play them. I plan on playing them. Eventually. I, I get around you. to it. What if you just don't explain <laughs> in detail what the endings are? No, I think it's it's good no, to explain require, to the listeners because spoilers. this is gonna be this is gonna be one of those things where people are either gonna listen to it or skip past it if they yes. haven't played it. Which is why I'm saying, can you just text me, please? <laughs> and this will make it easier because I won't be throwing a wrench in it if I, because like there's only one that I've like gotten to the end of is Horizon. Just for reference, is Horizon Zero Dawn. Okay, gotcha. And while I do like it, right. I like I've heard of what happens in God of War, and I'm less upset about that. But Last of Us specifically, I feel like I like that, like just knowing Last of Us one that, and the way Ross talks about that game, yeah. I would rather experience it than hear somebody talk about it. I'm kind of with you on the Last of Us one because I know all the others, but like, I gotta, I'm, I'm committed to this. Yeah, it, it's uh, Chris. It will literally ruin. The all right, I'm gonna step away for that part. Do hold on. Do you think it's gonna win? I'm not um, voting for it. I think. I know. I can yeah, be swayed anyway. Anti- here. Um. Uh, just curious, Mark. Did you? I you didn't no, play the game. I didn't. Or you didn't I haven't bought it. I don't plan on playing it. I know all the spoilers. I've already I, watched I, complete gotcha. playthroughs, so uh, I've seen all the stuff for it. Yeah, it's uh, without anyone else having played through the game to have full context. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to work. I would say, even it, knowing it, Naughty Dog's it, it track, track record, that you have to play the game to like get it like just explain yeah it doesn't do it justice. It, it doesn't, I, I will it, give it, it credit you have to play the game in that scene i saw it in the snap like it it would definitely be in the top three it it, it doesn't yeah it doesn't hit unless okay you have all right so he, here's the question all right ross do we want yeah. i like this category i think it's worth having do we do we just not do it though I'm kind of leaning that way. All right. Well, because listen, I really just want you to play Last of Us. Can I yourself, talk about? And I want to get to the Honey Bee. Okay, you want to get to the Honey Bee? Okay. Listen. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm going to run to the bathroom game. real quick, and I'll be back. Should I, I come back and put on my headphones okay. immediately, or, or should I wait for a text? Do you care about Titanfall too? 
I don't care about Titanfall. 2. By the time you get back, you should be okay. Fine. Then okay. All right, cool. listen, we're not going to yeah. have this, but I do want to acknowledge one of these things because the near automata ending E is going to be very important uh, for a later category. Okay, fucking near automata ending E. You fucking are shooting the credits. It's kind of like the end of Super Smash Brothers, except it's like a top-down thing, like Galaga. And you just get to a point where you can't fight back anymore. And the credits are winning. And the game is just like, hey, keep trying. And then it's just like, hey, do you want help? And I'm like, sure, I want help. Fucking music starts swelling. These other ships with player names on them start coming out, like like real like player names. And it's just playing this music, and like they're taking hits for you. So if you get hit, like their ship falls, and another one comes in, and and like you know, just it, you're tearing through these credits now. And it's just like it, one of my favorite parts of the whole game was this part. And like you get to the end. And the game is just like, do you want to do that? Do you want to leave your ship behind uh, to help somebody else? And I was like, of course I do. Are you joking? More than anything. It says, cool. You got to delete your save. Oh. You got to give up your save. And then I'm just thinking about it. And I'm like, all these people gave up their saves to help me do this. And I had to do it. And then Chris gave up his save without, without getting, getting the platinum. Without buying all the trophies from <laughs> the store. I didn't buy all the trophies. Because <laughs> you can buy all the trophies from the store. <laughs> I didn't do it. And I don't regret it. And I don't <laughs> regret it. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done in a video game. I was waiting for the moment because Nier is famous for having that ending that deletes your saves, the first one. It was so good. And it was powerful, and like it, 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 it completely changed my perspective on that game. I was already very high on it at that point, and it completely changed my perspective of the game uh, to to really be one of my favorites. Um, mm-hmm. That game, that ending is so powerful, and so like it, it takes everything, but like you feel so good about it. You feel like you really did something. And, like, just the thought that my ship is going to show up for somebody and help them beat that game. And then they're going to make that choice. Because why wouldn't you do that? It, 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 was, it was incredible. It was one of the, the, the best. It was one of the best things I've ever done in a video game. Um, I can't. So are we keeping the category? If we're gonna talk about no, this or I, I just I'm wanted to really quickly talk about that. <laughs> He's one, like, I just want to talk about that later. I really uh, just wanted to talk just, about that one. Like, yeah, because I, I play most of these games. It, it 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 it's another one of those endings where it hits a yeah, lot harder. Yeah, like that's why I asked Chris what the I ending was. I explained this during that game of the year, game many times. and then Ross did it, and he 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 noticed. It, yeah, literally, like for me, I would say the ones. That I don't think would uh, it wouldn't do justice to explain them here would be God of War would be Spider Man would be um, Horizon or the last especially the Horizon one that was that was gonna be my pick anyways because I I I was gonna if I'm picking a best moment I'm going based on like not just I didn't see it coming but like the revelation type thing where it's like wow like that. That explains. Now I have that that yeah. hole filled 
and that was one of those. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, the other scene I did want to shout out that I can talk about is the Titanfall 2 Seer kit, only because I said I would. Um, that thing is dope as fuck, uh, because it is just like concentrated Titanfall. You've got this emotional music, your mech is dead, and he rips off his face, and he gives you the Seer kit, which is survive, evade... Or survive, extract, something, evade. It's basically a survival kit. And in it is the... Dodge, dodge, dip, the dive, smart dodge. pistol from the first Titanfall. And uh, a knife to hack. So you're running around, and you've got BT's eye in one hand, and the smart pistol in the other, and you're just running. And this tense music is playing, and you're just jumping from wall to wall. And, like, the ladies on the radio, like, oh, this B2... BT, they pulled the core. He's got the seer kit. And it's just like, you're running, gunning. And they're just like, we've got one more Vanguard in the racks. Prepare for Titanfall. I was like, fucking yes. It was so good. So hype. It was the best moment in the game. Huh? Sidebar, I'm back. Welcome back. Uh, It was was my favorite... It was my favorite moment of that game. It was just so tense. So, like, it was the perfect sequence. And you don't get a lot of those. And Titanfall 2 had a lot of them. Um, in, in a game of perfect sequences, Seer Kit really stood out to me as, like, the one. Like, yeah. it was, it, it's too good not to talk about. And we, we, won't, we won't have a best moment of the generation. Maybe this is something we come back to eventually. But, like, there's a lot of great moments. And uh, I'm sad that we couldn't talk about more of them. But It would make a great article on halfgen.com. Maybe. Maybe. <sighs> Here well, comes our longest. Our I'll, longest I'll read this list. one because I didn't get to really do my last one. Okay, so our last category is coming up here. I'll just explain all three of them. We've got our best non-exclusive game next, and then we're going to have our best console-exclusive games. So the best non-exclusive, it was originally third-party, but there's a lot of first-party games that are no longer exclusives. Um, so this is just the best game that wasn't exclusively on xbox or playstation 4 it was on both it was on you know xbox and switch it was on you know ps4 and switch maybe you know things like that um so these are the games that were that could again excluding pc because pc doesn't exist in this scenario these are games that couldn't only be played on Xbox or PlayStation. And then we have the categories for the games that can only be played on Xbox and only be played on PlayStation. Non-exclusive. Longest list here. Mirror Automata. The Witcher 3. Dragon Age Inquisition. Red Dead Redemption 2. Metal Gear Solid 5. The Phantom Pain. Titanfall 2. Dark Souls 3. Apex Legends. Slay the Spire. Overwatch. Monster Hunter World. Resident Evil 7. Rise of the Tomb Raider, Destiny 2, Assassin's Creed, pardon me, Assassin's Creed Origins, Control, Doom, Doom Eternal, Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus, Dying Light, Divinity Original Sin 2, The Outer Worlds, Fortnite, PUBG, Transistor, Ori and the Blind Forest, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Cuphead. Um... I will go ahead and take off a couple that I put on there that um, won't win that I just wanted to acknowledge to trim the list a little bit. Um, as I said in previous categories, Transistor is one of my favorite games of all time, but it does not stand up in this category. 
And I don't think Assassin's Creed Origins stands up to some of these other ones as well. Um, it's It was a reboot, excuse me, reboot of the franchise um, in an interesting way. Not necessarily, in my opinion, took a couple of missteps um, and kind of lost some of the identity. But um, great game, great protagonist. Um, happy I played it. So I'll take those two off for now. Um, does anybody think they're going to be voting for any of the Battle Royale games? Nope. I will not be. I will not be voting right. any Battle Royale. I'm going to just... I'm going to just knock them out real quick. Um, I can thin this list a little bit. <sighs> we could, I, I don't know I you don't... guys probably are going to vote for it, but I do like that Ori and the Blind Forest. Well, unless we're on there, I'm not going to pick, but they should be acknowledged, especially after, like, you know, best, or, like, the artistic visuals. Yeah. And it's like, they looked great. I also don't think Cuphead. No, fuck Cuphead. I don't... Uh, Nat, I know you like Cuphead. Are you okay with taking it off there? I think it'd be easier if, like, we just said which one was. Because, like, mine's kind of simple. Like, Alright, go ahead. Yeah, if you've got one in mind. The stiff. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think mine. I know what's going how to many, win. How many games are we doing for each? One. One. One? Just one. Because okay. I have, like, three games I like, but I have one that I like If you want to talk about another game, feel free, but, like, you know, if, it, if it's a game you haven't already said enough about, you know. This is actually a game I haven't said anything about, <laughs> oddly enough, because I completely forgot about it because I was too stuck on the remakes. Resident Evil 7, honestly, because it's not a reboot of the franchise. It's kind of like a, like kind of like how God of War is. Like, 7 is starting the new chapter within the that franchise, and from a first-person standpoint, I didn't think Resident Evil was going to work. And the fact that it was first person, but it wasn't like a first person shooter or anything like that, it was just, it kind of reminded me of like a high budget, high quality, like Amnesia or Layers of Fear. And I like the direction. I think Resident Evil 7 did more good for the franchise than all the other games they tried. Because they tried to do like Operation Raccoon City and mm -hmm. the other Umbrella Corps. So they tried to do other styles of resident evil outside of the standard like tank shooting standstill shoot move solve puzzles but this game was just so good it was creepy the vr was phenomenal i think i'm glad it's on the list because this is one of those games where it's like this really this could have been the, the quote unquote comeback so to say for the resident evil franchise because resident evil 2 and resident evil 3 they look amazing this and that but they're you know remakes with new content but from the ground up, trying a whole new style in the Resident Evil franchise that worked, and now we're getting 8 The Village, and it's continuing it. It worked, and I think, honestly, for a game that came out, it really helped that franchise. Because, you know, we talked about, like, the episodic games. It's that. Revelations 2 was another great episodic game from Resident Evil, but it really didn't hit any of the things where it should be winning any categories, where 7, just that for me was like the game that was my favorite non-exclusive on this list anyways okay Matt you said you had yours ready yes. to go I would like to tip my hat off to Slay the Spire and I would like to mm, tip agreed. my hat to Control and I would also like to tip the biggest of hats to Outer Worlds 
if that game was longer, I feel like I could argue that. I also like Divinity, and I'm happy it's on this list, but I feel like Divinity, Outer Worlds, and Control were specifically put here to appease me. I I, so. I actually put Control, Divinity, and Outer Worlds. The Outer oh, Worlds man. was definitely there for you, but Divinity and uh, Control, I think, belong. I enjoy those games. I didn't know if anybody else enjoyed them as much as I. I'm so sur- just I didn't think anybody them. was going to vote for Control, but Control is a damn good game. Control is it a really game. is. I mean, you know, I am it a fan really of the, I am a fan of Remedy though. The only Remedy I'm game not, I haven't I'm not, played I'm a Remedy is fanboy, so. uh, what you I call actually it? regret not putting Control in the visual category. Quantum, Quantum, Quantum Break. But it should yeah. have been there. Yeah. That's my mistake. But my pick for best non-exclusive is no surprise, The Witcher Three. I'm kind of expecting that to also be Ross's pick. Am I correct? Hey, lucky guess. Um, I'm not an open world person generally. Um, what CD Projekt Red did was make a world that had so many compelling characters and quests. And I would say, I would probably say Geralt might be the best character of the generation. Uh, I hate, I generally hate kind of Western RPGs where you create your character and they don't talk and you're, they're supposed to be the kind of like, they're supposed to be you and to, so you can make who you want in the world. But Geralt's such a well-written character and you still get dialogue choices in the game, but they're within the realm of what Geralt would do. He has a defined character, but you get to tweak the character here and there and make major choices. And I think just... The totality of the package from the base game to both DLCs, um, I think it's, I think it's a masterclass, honestly. Um, uh, and I think that there's enough gameplay variety with the different builds uh, you can go with in the game, whether you want to focus on combat or magic or alchemy. Um, I think it just, like, it's not always the case that more is better. Um, because we've definitely seen that not be the case. But CD Projekt Red put the right more in The Witcher 3 to the point where I think it's I think it's a phenomenal game and it's second to none. Um, originally coming into this, my pick was Nier Automata. Um, and it's not the same tight experience of The Witcher 3. In fact, Nier Automata is in many ways a very flawed game uh, in, in some of its design. But Nier Automata has just so many moments to it that are just like... It, 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 it's so different from every other game on this list, despite being like, you know, just your average action game at its core it is so different from these other games because of the way it tries to tell its story the way it kind of you know you influence the story the fact that you know you the more you complete the story the more you get to see through its various different endings like you know ending the game once isn't enough ending it twice isn't enough five times is kind of the number but the thing is, is with each, you know, successive playthrough, 
you're seeing, you know, whereas one playthrough is just the main story from a different perspective, the next one is a completely different story, a continuation of where that one ended. And then, you know, after that, it's, you know, seeing the different perspectives of how all these endings kind of come together based on, you know, decisions you make as far as who you pick, the side you choose, things like that. It's it's realizing what the hell this world is and what your part in it really is because you're told something and then you're shown something different and then you're told something different and then shown something different from that. And it's just a game that the more you play it, the more it defies like conventional wisdom of games and the more it defies your expectations to the point where by the time you finally gotten to the end, you're not, you don't, in many ways, you don't know what's going on, but that's what makes it better because you're ready for anything almost. You're ready to kind of be blown away. And the fact that the game continues to blow you away every step, I think is a huge credit to the game. The fact that it's just continually, you know, changing your expectations of the game to the point where, like, you're like, okay, well, now I I don't know anything, so I'm just going to go into this blind and be ready for it. But you're not ready for it because there's just something else ready to to defy you, you know? And it's just top to bottom, you know, it's got great visuals. It's got a, a great style, fantastic music, um... The gameplay is fine. It's it's nothing. It's not. It's in no way mediocre, but it's nothing to write home about. It, you know, in terms of platinum, you know, it's not Bayonetta, but it's you know, it's also not like Transformers Devastation. So you know, you get two sides of the coin there. Um, there is nothing else on this list like Near Automata. It is a game that stands alone. Just like it, it, it is in its own category and it is more than happy to be there. And it's not a game for everybody, but the people who do put the time into it are going to be better for it. It is, it is a game that not everybody should play, but like the people who should play it should absolutely play it. And it's going to kind of, it's going to kind of change your perspective of games a little bit, I think. It, it it is the game this generation needed to really set it apart. Fair, I think it is a I think it definitely is a one of one type of game. It is very unique. So, I don't think it's going to hold a candle to the mainstream appeal of The Witcher Three, and I'm not saying The Witcher Three is there exclusively for its mainstream appeal, but realistically. The Witcher 3 is more of a game that anybody could play and Nier Automata is not. So the Yeah, and as someone who played through and got all the endings in Nier, like I I would disagree. I think the gameplay was pretty mediocre. And that was my biggest struggle with it as I tried to go through and see all the endings. That was, that was my issue my as well. I only game. finished three um, of the endings because I got burnt out on the gameplay and it was very repetitive to me and I kind of didn't I, like the I, aiming I th- sometimes so it just I, that's that was why I couldn't pick it story-wise great game though I, th- I think after the third ending I ended up putting the chip on, uh, on 2B or oh, whatever I definitely it was at that point switched over uh, that, to easy. Uh, that auto did combat I, I got the yeah. auto combat chip 
where she just starts fighting because I didn't want to play it anymore. I just wanted to see the ending. Um, but it is an, it is a one of a kind game. I'm hundred percent with you on that. It sounds like the room is saying the Witcher though. Yeah, I think there's what two for the That's Witcher, and then either as like I mean I'm swayed. I was I the Witcher was on my top three. I feel like you'll vote Witcher before Near Automata. Yeah, like my three were yeah. Resident Evil Seven, Dying Light, and The Witcher Three. Yeah. And to quote Mark from the previous podcast episode, quote, if The Witcher Three shows up in any future categories, it'll be very hard for me to not pick it. End quote. He he wrote that down, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote, down wrote it down in my mind. mind. <laughs> you have to listen okay. to the um, dad. Yeah. All the right. dad. Best console exclusive. No. No. Here we go. Xbox. Um, we'll start with Microsoft. Uh, so, not a ton of choices here. Um, we have Halo, the Master Chief Collection, Sea of Thieves, Quantum Break. Gears 5, Forza Horizon 4, for the record, because I know there's going to be a a lot of people out there who are like, oh, but what about these other games? What about Halo 5? What about, you know, Forza 7 and stuff like that? We're not going to fill this list with a million different racing games. We're not going to pick Halo 5 because we don't like Halo 5, and it shouldn't win. I've never played it, so I can't. You might like the multiplayer, and that's fine, but they ruined the single player, and that's enough of a reason. Um, so we want to pick the best, and Halo 5 doesn't belong on that list. Uh, so yes, there are other Microsoft uh, exclusives. They probably don't belong here. Sunset Overdrive, hey another one you probably say, My, doesn't belong here. I played, uh, an hour of that game. I was like, man, this game is garbage. Yep. No, I agree. I, I actually stopped playing it because I had a bug, and I couldn't progress through a boss fight. Uh, I was and playing that was all it I needed. I'm glad out of my respect for Insomniac, and I was like, I was like, thank God Insomniac uh, uh, survived glad. this shit because this is bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they took whatever lessons they learned. You know, on that you know, Sony owns that now, right? <laughs> Sony owns Sunset Overdrive because Sunset Insomniac Overdrive? owns the IP, and Sony owns Insomniac. Yep, uh, and so they even own if it goes Sunset on PlayStation, I'm still not going to play it again. So. No, no, no. They're not. I don't think. I don't think Sony has yeah. any intention of doing anything with it. I just think it's really funny that they own it now. They own the IP. Just throw it up on PlayStation right? Plus as no. a freebie. I just think it's crazy that they own the IP. I would cancel uh, PlayStation hilarious. Plus. I'd be like, I don't want to play um, this. I think I, my, my number one choice. It's like Halo Master Chief Collection. I. It's a compilation of games I've played already. Uh, I understand why it's here. Um, but in terms of original experiences, I'm going Quantum Break. I'd probably, That's my answer. I, my first vote would be the Master Chief Collection, followed by Horizon. So, yeah. as someone so, who's the resident Xbox gamer, because I've been playing... Like, there's a lot of exclusives, like you said, but a lot of them aren't Game of the Year material. There are some newer ones that have come out that, you know... Like ground and stuff, but they're early access. Like I don't think they're. Yeah, I didn't feel like that should be on here. From the fact of like what's on the list, like I'm the one who's like, hey, Gears Tactics, because I actually like Gears Tactics. I think it's really, really good from a text, but it's not like if we were just going on games that came out this year from Xbox, Gears Tactics definitely. But Quantum Break, I would actually say like how you're like Near Automata is really like unique in this. I think Quantum Break is really unique. I really enjoyed that game 
uh, I'm a fan of Sean Ashmore because he keeps showing up in everything, like Until Dawn and this and that. Like he shows up in everything now. Man of Medan. He's, yeah. in the, he's in. He's just. He's, he's just, in the boys. He's literally in everything now. Out of nowhere, he was on the following TV show. Then he's like just in every game now as a play as a character. Like he was in Man of Medan. Let me ask you what. Yeah. Well, what what other game can you? Uh, does it have Iceman, a Hobbit, and Littlefinger from Game of Thrones all in one game? And has everything you need. What game? That's it. Yeah. It has everything. Listen, I'm okay if we end up voting Quantum Break, but, like, realistically, I want to just point out what a fucking world we live in that Quantum Break could be the best game of their console generation. Like, that's an exclusive because Quantum Break, yeah. if you put Quantum Break on a PS4, it might not even be on the list. I would put it on and the list. I'm a fan Alice, of Remedy, okay? I mean, Alan Wake, I'm Control, like, as well. I yeah. would put Quantum Break on any list. If we want to do PC games, like, because Game Pass is that, like, I would put Quantum Break on a PlayStation list if it's okay. on PlayStation. Wait, it's let, that let's hey, be, can I, Okay, Quantum Break can would, I say, not, would not be in, in the convert. Quantum Break wouldn't be in probably the top ten. On a PlayStation Wait, list. Before before you go on this any more, I want to say, hey, yeah. hey, Mark. Uh, I know you make fun of me for Greedfall, but I agree with everything. We should we should be better friends. Oh no, trust me, we're the best. I I listen. <laughs> it's because I respect you that I just want you to experience only top quality games. I don't want you to feel like I don't want you to waste your time. Like I want you to have the best gaming experience every time you turn on a PC or a console. I don't. I want you to only have joyous memories. Not false prophets and false like, hopes like playing Greedfall. a game like Greedfall. So, so on that note, no, wait, Quantum Break I want to rebuttal to Chris. Chris. I, I think if Quantum Break was on PlayStation, it would still be in the conversation. I think it would still be like looking at the PlayStation 4 list, I would still put Quantum Break above some of those. It would it is a good game. Yeah. it wouldn't be No, but it, it wouldn't I, be top five. Uh I could see it yeah, I could see it breaking top good, ten maybe. It's a really good game. I think you know, a lot of people just don't. A lot of people also didn't give it a chance. You know. I know. I know. I played it. I I know what I'm about to say isn't changing it because I can kind of lean towards Quantum Break because I am also kind of a Remedy fanboy, low key. But I was gonna say I'm surprised we didn't throw uh, State of Decay on here. I thought about I thought about like because I talked oh, yeah. about the list before and I thought about it. That's probably one of the better. It is. But Xbox there was a lot of ish gameplay issues with that game. There were some yeah. ish glitches. There was some it. broken in both one and two. Because like I joked mm-hmm. to Chris, like when I was streaming on Mixer, State of K Two is what got me popular on there because I played it so much and I was mm-hmm. kind of like the encyclopedia of that game. I put so much time into it. I will say, it just one was better than two, but both had a lot of mechanical issues that stopped it from being technically sound. And like, obviously, we look at the list of play. It would obviously, be in the top ten exclusives because the list doesn't even have ten in it. But it's not. It's just there's too many. Like a lot of their games are good for their exclusive, but a lot of them do have technical issues that sometimes are game breaking or kind of take you out of enjoying it. Like Quantum Break was just smooth. I get it. So I wanted to say that, yeah. and I wanted to say while Sea of Thieves. I've had fun playing it, and I've had a blast watching people play it. 
I just don't think that's the game for me. Like that I can argue that over something like Forza Horizon, which I've had a blast playing. But if I had to pick between any of these, I would go Quantum Break, you know, with the I just, inner I remedy just think it's boy. a shame yeah. coming from the 360 that like, you know, this generation Microsoft's best in-house efforts have been their racing games and pretty much nothing else. You know, say what hey. you will about Gears 5, but like I think Gears 5 is a little overrated. Yeah. It has Batista. Uh, Gears 5 is a fine game. It's, you it's respect Batista. Batista's not enough. I want you to post edit to, to just put Gears his 5. like theme song from WWE in it where it's like, yeah, you know, when, I want that like edited. I'm not doing there. that. When we I'm open the that. when we open the half gen dot shop or whatever that's gonna be. You need a t-shirt with Chris's face on it, black and white, where it says Batista's not enough. And, like, in like wrestling garb. You know what? When they, when they cast me in a Marvel film, with, like, a microphone in my hand yeah. pointing, Batista's not enough. That's just rude, and I'm called for. Okay? You just uh, Batista. Uh, so, let's move on to our last, or second to last category, which will be a fair bit more competitive. Can, can I start this one off, guys? Because I am not as invested in this category. Okay, let's go over them first. Do you want to read off the nominees? Uh, I can if you guys want me to. Or do you want... So, for yeah, sure. I just you didn't The Boys in the Blue. Best console <laughs> oh exclusive God. from PlayStation. Starting with God of War. Last of Us Part 2. Uncharted 4. A Thief's End. Bloodborne. Sekiro. Shadows Die Twice. That's not... Why is that on there? Well, I'm just I'm just reading no it off. <laughs> I didn't put it on there. I didn't test any of the lists. I don't so. know. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know why that was there. Weird. I was about to ask, is that an exclusive? No, it is not. <laughs> Astrobot Rescue Mission. Horizon Zero Dawn. Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Marvel Spider Man. Final Fantasy, I don't even know because I'm 14. terrible with Roman numerals. Fourteen. Days Gone. 14. Ghost of Tsushima. Persona 5, Royal, Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, Tales of Berseria. Why did you say the list Please like that? excuse my... Why not? You know, why not? <laughs> if I'm going to read He's one, I might as culture. well put some, I mean, some gusto into it. You know what I mean? Gusto. I'll give you points for that. Uh, so now you want to start this off? Okay, you so... You said you're not as I like a lot of the games here. I like Gosushima. haven't played enough of it to call either way. And I like Bloodborne, and I like uh, what else? Do I like in here. I like I like several games, Horizon. but if this is a two horse race for me, it's Persona Five and Horizon Zero Dawn. If I had to pick between the two, I'm picking Horizon. While Persona is okay. great, and I love that game, I just personally resonate more with Horizon. So that is my pick. I guess I'll go next because I feel like Chris is going to be very long-winded with Final Fantasy VII Remake again. I feel attacked. I feel attacked. No, because listen, we finished the best, like, <laughs> whatever soundtrack, and we all agreed on the thing, but you still went on the soapbox about the soundtrack. So, like, I'm just trying to get my my, 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 my quick sentences in. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you know, because somebody has to stick up for it. Hey, no one, no one bashed it, though. That's the thing. So... I played a majority of these, and I'm actually really Doesn't happy matter. Uncharted The Lost Legacies on there, because I think yeah. that's the only time, like, I did a that. standalone technical 
DLC side story is actually on the list. Um, I didn't play Astro Bot. I don't even know what the hell that is. Um, Same. It's it's the best VR game ever. It it's nice. the Super Mario sixty four. Is VR. that the same series that the new PS five tech demo is? Yes. Okay. The pl- then yes. I know what you're talking yes. about. Okay, makes so sense. it's the new PlayStation yeah. mascot. I'm really like they did it finally. The one really popular game we haven't talked about this whole entire list from Sony is I'm, or PlayStation. I'm surprised no one mentioned that Dreams game where you make like other games within it. It's it's a fun creation tool. I have it. I've messed around with it, but like, yeah, it's it's like Little Big Planet. It's it, it's all about user created stuff. And when I went on there, there were a lot of interesting and unique gameplay styles. But like, okay. they're all like, sure I demo stuff it or anything with it. So, I just see all the time uh, people like rant and rave about how great like things have been built in there. But I've never. I was like, I don't want to pay for that. It's like paying for RPG Maker. Why would I do that? Yeah, I'm genuine. I'm genuinely surprised that Bloodborne has not come up in yeah, any uh, of the other discussions. I don't know that type of game. That that game, that game doesn't that type doesn't appeal to me. So side sidebar for Bloodborne. The problem with Bloodborne is most of the categories that Bloodborne qualifies for, Dark Souls Three does better. Yeah. It just it just ends up being mm. what do you prefer the style of Bloodborne and the style of Dark Souls? But yeah, so that's the only reason why. Because I Dark prefer Bloodborne, but Dark Souls does it better. So, yeah. yeah. My take that's us. Appreciate Continue it. You're always a gentleman and a scholar. Uh, I'm going to actually just oh, thank you. rip the bandit off. I'm going to go with Ghost of Tsushima strictly because, like I explained before, when it comes down to if I want to sell someone on a console, I'm going to use this game. This game is... The, Why is he whispering? I'm not whispering, actually. Oddly enough, for some odd reason. I don't know. Like, I remember I have two, <laughs> I have like two microphones. Whispering. I have the one mic that's good yeah, for, know. Uh, you know, this is my Discord mic. So I'm going to go Ghost of Tsushima because that's the game I would use to, like, get someone to buy a PlayStation. Technically sound, visually appealing, great, everything about it. And now that they had a co-op, it makes it even more, like, longevity to it. And, well, I think... Persona 5 Royale is really good. The difference with Persona 5 and Royale, just adding, you know, extra scenes, another character, a couple other personas, really cool. Um, if So if I'm going to pick through, Ghost of Tsushima is number one, but I'm going to put... Listen, just for the record, Persona 5 Royal isn't on there just because it's an improvement over 5. That is basically the Persona 5 nomination. Oh, I know. I, I get that. I so understood it's, that it's, completely. It's not, it's it's not 5 versus no, Royal. It's not. I'm just saying I yeah. played both, and they're two different trophy lifts, so they count as two different games for me. <laughs> Um, it counts as two platinum, so they count as two different games. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Ghost of Tsushima, but my two other nods are gonna be Uncharted: The Lost Legacy and Horizon, in case there's ties that need to be broken. Gotcha, Chris. Do you want to go, or do you, you want go. me to go? Um, my number one game won't win because two other people haven't played it, and one person seems ideologically wow. opposed to it. Um. But uh, the, the the Last of Us Part Two, um, like I understand the external stuff. The one trailer where they showed Joel, and then it wasn't Joel in the game. Like I get people mad at that. Um, I get people who are mad at some of the events in the game. Um, but I think 
in in general, I think not all, but a lot of those people don't are just looking at the story from a surface level perspective and don't get the nuance. Um, the game is incredibly deep with its narrative um, and the the parallel journeys the characters go on and the kind of character you grew to love in the first Last of Us with Ellie and kind of see her development and see her growth and then to see the journey she takes in this game really kind of pushes forth the how the world can affect someone, um, especially that world. Um, coupled that with um, kind of the uh, the other side of it, which uh, is the controversial Abby in the game, um, played by Laura Bailey, um, who is one of my favorite characters of the generation. Um, I think that uh, they cleaned up the gameplay from the first game. I think it's smoother to play. I think there's more customization in how you play with different uh, kind of skill trees you can go down. Uh, I think... I think top to bottom, it's a phenomenal game. I think it it drags a little bit in the second half. I'll be the first to say that. But by the time I got to the end of the game, I don't think there's been a game in recent memory that's kind of been more impactful um, to me personally and more impactful in terms of what the writers set out to accomplish at the beginning of the game and how much they knocked it out of the park at the end of the game. So, uh, so yeah, that's my piece on The Last of Us Part Two, and why it's my favorite PS4 game. Um, other choices, probably second place would be, hmm, or the other two in no particular order, would be Persona Five, and it would be Astrobot Rescue Mission. Astrobot VR is something we talk about how you really don't get it until you actually try it yourself seeing video of it just doesn't do it justice. The fact that I played Astrobot from start to finish and when you have the headset on, it's interesting because it's not a really a first person game. You are holding the PS4 controller and you're moving around the little robot and it's a third person platformer. But you look around the environment and if you look behind you, you'll see maybe a hidden robot you need to rescue. You have to dodge your head out of the way of obstacles boss fights are unique. Um, When I said that it was like the Super Mario 64 of VR, I 100% mean that. And I think that uh, hopefully if more people try VR, uh, specifically PlayStation VR, and if they make a new VR headset for PS5, um, Astrobot Rescue Mission was like, it's the most joy I've had in a game probably in the last 10 years. Um, it's, It's a special game. And then Lastly is Persona 5. Um, It's just, it's a phenomenal game. It came out arguably in one of the strongest years in gaming history. Um, And I think it stands shoulder to shoulder with those kind of titans on that mountain from 2017. So those are my choices. I think everybody unanimously had Persona as their second place. So wouldn't that make it the winner? I definitely had Uncharted The Lost Legacy and Horizon Zero Dawn, but I will agree with Persona 5 because also it was one of the few times we got an anime game to technically go mainstream. Like, usually that was really niche. I mean, as you know, I like the Hyper Dimensions and the Danganronpas and this and that. This was the first time, like, a game like that, anime style, like, especially Persona, because I'm a fan of the Persona franchise, like, 
It's the first time they actually like marketed in this game was like not just a niche game. Like a lot of people played it. Who normally like when I look at when it was coming out, people talking about it, a lot of people never played an anime game before were playing this. So it was like a gateway well, into that demographic. Persona 5 single-handedly encouraged Sega to start localizing more games. I mean, not exactly <laughs> well, true, of, but yes, yeah, they, they mean, if it helped. Well, because I'm saying specifically for Atlas, uh, why am I drawing a blank right now? Uh, Catherine, like the the new Catherine wouldn't have happened if that didn't happen. Brain, that's always, like, yeah. they, they've had a good amount. They're still... They're still a, there really hasn't been anything since Persona 5 that wasn't going to get brought here. There's still a bunch of games. I just mean in the scope yeah. that they're bringing because they were being brought here, but specifically only for PlayStation. Oh, yeah. And they were always on PC. Like they were digital, but like especially like print, like CD versions in small numbers. But now, like these games are making it to PC and they're talking about bringing Dragon's Crown back and a bunch of other games that I feel like were dead in the water until, you know. Persona 5 put the team on their back. Yeah. It is. It's a great game. Yeah, Christian, I was going to say, I haven't said choices. anything yet. Nat's <laughs> 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 like ready to crown it, and I'm just like, I have said nothing. Um, My bad, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Saving the best for last. Coming into this, my top three that I thought would win were going to be between God of War, Horizon, and Persona. My top three that I would that I love are probably Uncharted Four, Days Gone, and Persona. <laughs> um Final I'm Fantasy surprised. 7 Remake. If you're talking there? console exclusive, like those exclusive are great. Listen, Final Fantasy 7 Remake is not a perfect game uh, by any stretch, and a lot of my enjoyment of it does come from the fact that you know it it, it feeds into my love of the original. Um, Final Fantasy 7 Remake's not going to win, and I don't want to hurt myself like that. Uh, <laughs> You're not ready for that realization. Uh, Days Gone, like I just feel like Days Gone can't get enough praise because nobody else will do it. So I feel like it's the Vita of this generation, and it's like just no. I do plan on playing it. it on PS5. Like Days Gone, I can't wait for that 60 FPS patch. I I can't wait to play that game again. I'm gonna new game plus. And I'm going to have a fucking blast playing that game again. Um, it, it's probably Persona 5. Persona 5, especially Royal. Like, it's got to be Persona, right? Like, we got to. I, I would say that's completely. the consistent amongst especially all Especially the list. Legacy DLC that was for free with Royale, which was the DLC from regular Persona 5. All right. So, hold on. So, now, Game of the Generation. I feel like there's we're, we're kind of down to two choices Based on our voting history, I feel like it's mm. The Witcher Three or Persona Five. I, 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 or I, Ghost are we of kind Sushima. of in agreement about that? I would Go- say that is I don't pretty accurate. I, I don't think Ghost of Tsushima beats either. Definitely of them. not Greedfall. All right. Yeah, you didn't need to do it, but <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I think so- 
I think Greedfall is a fighting just chance. Keep kicking me Ryan. Listen, down, you know. if it if it comes to be, between the two of them, I'm picking Persona. Between what, The Witcher Three or Persona? Between The Witcher Three and Persona, I'm picking Persona. Okay. And I, I I'm not moving on I, the two of those. Out of the I'm two of pick those, Witcher I'm, 3 pitching, also, I'm picking just Witcher because 3. the DLC add-ons, the expansion of the world, and just as, also from the standpoint of like seeing where it came from with The Witcher One and Two, and to where it is now. Like, the fact that it's not, like, it's the underdog, like, Cinderella story. They came from just an indie game on PC to just this massive, like, world and game that now has a Netflix series. And all the DLC of Witcher 3 and everything else, like, so good. You're forgetting that it was also a popular book series. I don't read, yeah. and it's not on Audible, so I don't care. Come, I don't read, it's not. It's not on Audible. It not, it There's no pictures. So, uh, before, before. Before we get the, too far, can I? The, the books. I, I'm sorry, you can say what you can say. Oh, I was just gonna say the books are very good. I've, I've been waiting to read the books, but my problem is the most important book isn't officially translated yet, and that's so fucking annoying. The, yeah, the, no, there's that seven, one where it's the short right. tales of everything that kind of sets the scene for everything. And it's not because I was looking at which book should I read first because they're very like weird in the way they tell the stories and everything. And there's one very important book that wasn't yes. at least when I was trying to start reading. I'm at the beginning of quarantine. But I say that to say I'm kind of being swayed, but I really wanted to pick Persona. Yeah. I just feel like Persona yeah, 5 it's, is It's for so... me the... the... Persona Five. This is, this is hard because these are man. the downside like, is pers- Persona Five is on one console. I feel like console. if we go the back, Three, as a generation was on multiple, like on the Xbox and the PlayStation. That, so everyone of no this generation got to enjoy it, and it's just no offense. I love anime you can't games, do that but Witcher Three is you just can't, you can't you 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 can't just say because it dominated on both consoles on, on both generations. It dominated. But that's, that, but if there's a better game on another that is a console exclusive, then that game deserves the recognition. Recognition. Okay, sell me on why Persona is better than The Witcher. I like Persona better. Okay, that's why I'm voting but, for it. Okay. So here's the thing. I like, I like the. Oh, this, this, I'm just debating myself in my head every time I try to say it. I like the setting of Persona. I like the the idea of what Persona is doing. Uh, so tra- you know, like the, the, oh, the changing people's hearts and things like that. Like I, I loved the characters more than anything. Like, you know, Ryuji is my boy. Like he is my boy. Like we go way back now, you know, way like just the, the way it built up those characters and the way those relationships developed, you know, like I, I went into the game and I knew like, okay, this is going to be the character I romance. And then, you know, I didn't like Makoto at all at first. And then I'm learning her and I'm doing her missions. I'm like, holy shit, she's the best girl. And then, you know, it was me and Makoto all of a sudden. And I just like, that's the thing is like, you're meeting these characters and you're going down these paths. That's half of it right there is just like how they develop those characters like at the end of it, I was sad to be done. That final cutscene, when it was just like the finality of it, of just like okay, you know, they're going on like one last trip together, and it's just like fuck. 
I want to see these people be friends for a long time. It's kind of like at the end of like a Fire Emblem game or a Valkyria Chronicles game when they tell you what happened after the war. I don't want to know that shit because then it's over. That's how I know it's over. And I don't want that pain. Oh, trust me. I'm that mad the me. Switch isn't on here because you know how many times Fire Emblem would pop up on these lists? The Switch will have its turn. It needs, the Switch it will have its, its own turn. Thank you. I got somebody. No, I need you. I need you when we do the Jennies for the Switch. Okay, then admit Witcher 3 is better so we can uh, so I can go eat dinner. So, so no. what's up? To, so, so let, 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 let me... Let, I was going to say, I didn't really talk about... You know, never, I said I'm ahead. stuck between them. I want to pick Persona, but my problem is I like the characters better in Persona. But if I'm asking myself, what can I play more of? It's definitely The Witcher. I can get more immersed in The Witcher world. And I traditionally like JRPG games more than I like Western RPG games. But it's just something about The Witcher. Whether it's the combat to the way that world feels, I'm going to have to go Witcher. For me, the, for me, the biggest difference, and obviously I love both games. Or else I wouldn't have nominated Persona 5 for Best Console Exclusive for PlayStation. And it was second for me in Game of the Year voting, I believe, in 2017. Um, the difference between Persona 5 for me and The Witcher 3 is that per- the Persona 5 is a JRPG-ass JRPG. It has... I, and I love JRPGs. It's my favorite genre of video games ever. But And I like I love the characters. The characters are a bit archetypal. Not a ton of depth to them. The overarching story was fine, but it didn't do a ton for me. Um, I like the combat, um, but maybe it's because I've played other Persona games before. Um, it didn't necessarily feel fresh or, or particularly innovative in any way. Um, and, and I think I like the characters more on a surface level with Persona 5, but I like the characters on a way deeper level on The Witcher 3, where I think there's so much more depth to those characters. And again, I'm like Nat. I prefer JRPGs over Western RPGs, but um, whether it's the source material or CD Projekt Red and everything they've done, um, the world of The Witcher 3 and the just the world of the continent and going between kingdoms, seeing and dealing with the Bloody Baron, dealing with Kiramets. Gontaro Dim is the most in, is the scariest character I've ever come across in any video game ever. Um, like the ca- the cast in that game is is second to none, and I'll always love Persona Five, um, but in my mind, it is a very very good JRPG as JRPG. I think Ross said it perfect because that's kind of where I'm that's at. That's why I'm kind of because like I played every Persona, I played every Shin Megami Tensei, I played so many JRPGs like Hyper Dimension, Omega, Quintet, like so many that it's like if I never played any other Persona or any other JRPGs this would have been like the game to like blow me away like what this is a jrpg this is the best game i ever played but because i'm used to the combat i'm used to how the storytelling work i'm used to the visual styles of those types of games that it's like it was kind of like another day at the office you know like it's a great game but it's not game of the generation whereas the witcher 3 that was yeah that was good so yeah All right, then The Witcher 3 is going to yeah, be the game of the generation.
You sound so God, happy for, saying that. For the that. record, I have, I, have, I have stood by my vote. I continue to support Persona 5. No, uh, we're not bashing it, though. It's just... I, I just want to say I it did, wasn't an easy decision. I didn't, I didn't say you that. You probably right. defended I'm it. Like, I, I'm, I commend you because you're you weren't outside of Danganronpa, you weren't really a big JRPG person. No, I was a huge JRPG person. I've been playing since fi Final Fantasy VII. I, was my I favorite mean, game like of all anime time. style JRPGs, not every JRPG is anime. It's a JRPG. Not you just said Final Fantasy. <laughs> if <What> it's <laughs> Japan, it's anime. No, it's, you just said Final Fantasy. Name the anime Final Motherfucker. Fantasy. Motherfucker, how does that hair exist? Oh my god, that's not. It's anime. I hate you so much. I am not defending any Fire Emblem now. I hate Fire Emblem. Uh, I would. Fire Emblem is anime as fuck, too? Oh, yes, it is. It definitely is. <laughs> it's all anime. It's all Fantasy anime, Mark. Anime. Yes, it is. There's a Final Fantasy anime, but Final Fantasy <laughs> is not anime. It's anime. Do they make noises? Noises to make expressions. Uh, Every person makes a noise. I never, I never thought about this. Is Final uh, Fantasy anime? No, it's I'm a JRPG. It is anime. Have you ever watched Advent Children? It's anime. It's computer animation. Thank you very much. It's still anime. But I don't know if it's anime. It's very anime. Listen, Every Final about that Fantasy life, is anime. So you don't want to get down this. Every JRPG is anime. <laughs> I hate you so much. This is a real dilemma on my my character. With the as exception a of maybe Lost Odyssey. I've never I thought about sending you my audio file. Is Persona. <laughs> Matt is having an existential crisis. He's trying to decide right if he likes Final Fantasy more than he thought. Or is less. Final Fantasy. <laughs> Kingdom anime. Hearts is also anime. I don't think Kingdom Hearts is anime. Kingdom Hearts is anime. I'm going to punch you. In the okay. This is the conundrum. This has been... What is life? I'm going to kick you in the Am I even alive? <laughs> this is... This has been episode two and our final episode of the Jenny celebrating the previous generation of consoles. Celebrating that Final Fantasy is no anime. Of a few no days. No credibility. Final Fantasy uh, would technically be in Kingdom Hearts universe, and isn't that Western? Yes. So how? I uh, but there's the hair, the swords. Yep. It's anime. anime. <laughs> Thank you. But King, Thank you for being with us, everyone. Kingdom Hearts is Western. Catch you next time. <laughs> we we will catch you but next Pixar time. Pixar is Pixar anime. To Nat, Chris. Is it in Kingdom Hearts? I swear to God. Thanks to Nat, Chris, and Mark. <laughs> I'm ending the podcast now. Where does the canon stop? Thank you stop? for listening. Bye. <laughs>